0: Ladies and gentlemen, the Best Show is
1: now underway. My name? Well, it's me. You know my name. Tom! How's everybody doing? Can you hear me? How's it sound, Mike? Does it sound good enough for me to have Gail Bennington in studio? Does it sound good enough for the topic to be the great unburdening? In which you, the best show listener, you call up and you get it off your chest. You've been carrying it your whole life. You just. Now you will be free as of tonight. You say it, we move on, and then you're unburdened. The great unburdening. Tonight. On. The Best Show...
2: You may have the stuff that you need You order the best, you got the best show indeed Because it's up, the best show Yeah, you know that it's up, the best show And it'll always look, the best show For the show number one, the best show Second to none Still got no brains in your eyes, it's right
1: I know, I know, right? It's the best show here on a very wet Tuesday evening in the New Jersey area. What's going on, everybody? My name's Tom, the host of tonight's episode, and we have an exciting show planned for you. We've got... Radio superstar Gail Bannington will be here. We got the topic is the great unburdening. Now, what is that? Well, I'm going to tell you what it is. I told you to just listen. I'm going to tell you. Will you stop rushing me? For goodness sake, you know I'll tell you. Why do you suddenly think I'm not going to tell you what the topic is? Ugh. Why are we fighting like this? Huh? What happened to us? Right, Mike? Not you. I don't fight with you. I'm scared of you? Well, I mean, not scared, but you know, never know. It's uh, it's kind of like you're the you're the the. I'm not gonna do this A-team thing again. It took a half hour to figure out which. Remember, the A-team was the crazy one uh, last week. I can see that movie Split right split did that dude win an oscar yet or get nominated did the dude from split get nominated for an oscar today and the nominees were not read by famous people right it was like robots did it very prescient based on what we talked about last week i heard a a drone read them Do you want to play a game? The nominee for Best Wardrobe. Best wardrobe? Is that even a thing? Best wardrobe is Suicide Squad. Do
3: you want to
1: the nominee for Best Actor in a motion picture is the dude, the dude From Split 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 Oh my god he got he got all the slots Is something wrong with that Academy Award robot? The nominee for Best Actress in a Motion Picture. The Dude from Split. The Dude from Split. This guy's gonna win all the awards. The Dude from Split. Why, oh why. How did we get to this post? Where was I? What I was saying was... I don't know how we got to where we got. Me and you. I used to tell you what the topic was, and now you're all getting all pushy. Makes me kind of think of that song. You know that song, Mike. Remember the one... This time... Remember Richard Harris? The great Richard, the late great Richard Harris. This time
0: we almost made... The pieces fit. Didn't we, girl? This time we almost made some sense of it. Didn't we, girl? This time I held the pieces right there in my hand. But when I touched it, It
1: had turned to sand. For people, Richard Harris was an actor. And for some reason, he recorded this album that Jimmy Webb wrote all the songs for. It's one of the most insane albums ever. A Tramp Shining. Do you know that album, Mike? It's one of the best albums you'll ever hear. Guess I don't have it on my uh, computer. starts off, the first thing. It's got MacArthur Park on it. You know MacArthur Park, right, Mike? Yeah. Spring
0: was never waiting for us, girl. It ran one step ahead as we followed in the dance.
1: Why can't someone write me a bunch of songs and I'll sing them and I'll be the least talented person on the whole thing like he was on that record? He was the weak link. I I know I've talked about this in the past. And i talk about it because I'm still not getting to the bottom of it. Why won't someone write me an album? I sing all the songs on it and I'm by far the least talented person working on this. There's like classical musicians working on that thing. Jimmy Webb. And then this guy who can barely sing gets in there, and suddenly he's like,
0: Here I am, a tramp shining, a brand new clown.
1: Someone's got to do that for me. Please write me a whole album of songs to sing about stuff. No, no one? Looking at Twitter, thanks for the Richard Harris shout out. Shout out. What are you, Richard Harris? Not shouting you out. He's dead. He he died before Twitter started. Isn't that a thing you think about what people, people who died before things happened, right? Like I think George Harrison died before 9-11. So he, he, he didn't know that happened. He missed out. David Bowie had no idea who became president, right? He had no idea. You don't know. Yeah. Glenn Frey don't know. Think of all the great songs we could have gotten from Glenn Frey. He could have written his next uh, Grow Up or whatever that one song was. You know, he probably would have written a song and it would have had the lyric, Big Boy Pants in it, right? What was that song "Get Over It"? It was a rocker with an asterisk next to "rocker" because it wasn't rock music, really. It was the Eagles. They're not rock. They're just the Eagles. Well, what did we hear, my friends? We heard Kurt Vile from a, uh, a split twelve-inch that he shares with. The equally amazing Steve Gunn came out on uh, came out on uh, Three Lobed Recordings, one of my favorite labels. Over at three lobed.com And what's the name of that song? Do you know the name of that song, Mike? Red Apples for Tom Sharply. I did it. I got my name in a song. Kurt Vile wrote a song for me. He gets it. You don't. That's the Besho slogan for 2017. We get it. They don't. Based on when I was on the boardwalk wearing my King Crimson t-shirt and a guy outside the, uh, it's all outside. Everything's outside wasn't outside anything. Everything's outside everything there. A guy. We were at the uh, the uh, the uh, ice cream stand. You know, you know that ice cream stand on the boardwalk. That one ice cream stand. Now, every third place is an ice cream stand. So I was at one of them, and I'm wearing my shirt. And the guy goes, "Can't crimson?" Like, yeah, we get it. They don't. And he pointed at everyone else. Was they. It's like, gotcha, right right, right back at you, bro. We get it, they don't. And then he ordered a uh, swirl. Vanilla chocolate swirl. Not me, man. Well, actually, I think I did too. He didn't get sprinkles on his. So, starting us off, Kate LeBond. Great song from Kate's album which whoa, came out a year and change ago. And it is called Crab Day. And we heard the title track of Crab Day on Drag City. Crab Day. That's good. I like Caitlyn Bond. Reminds me of Red Crayola. So, before anything, I want to tell everybody listening... There's a friend of ours here on the show, Dan McNamara, and, uh, he's, uh, recovering from uh liver transplant and, uh, his donor, Rich Bradley is also recovering from donating his liver for it. So congratulations and best health and wishes to both of them, Dan McNamara and Rich Bradley. Uh... 2 longtime listeners, both recuperating. You know what I'm going to do, Mike? I'm going to invite them both in. What do you think about that? Right? Pat? Think that's a good idea? These guys don't hate each other. Right? I'll invite them both in. Well, I think... Uh, if they're not getting along, I would certainly hope that Dan uh, McNamara would do everything to smooth them not getting. Like, I think he's like in their future relationship, he's kind of got to let a couple things go. You know what I mean? If uh, if Rich is irking him, he's kind of got to be like, I don't know, he's really bugging me. He's just like, he just we we were doing that one thing, I started talking, and he just changed the subject. It's like you're going to have to say to yourself. He did give me a liver, so I'm going to have to maybe let him slide on the uh, on the cutting me off thing. Does that sound like him? So he sounds like, uh, what's his face from MASH? What's that guy's name? He always played the British guy on MASH. Well, he always played it. Everybody always played their characters on it. But... He was the British guy, and then like, but in real life he would be—he he overemphasized that he's not British. He would talk like the, David Ogden Steers on Mash. He did his British accent, but in real life he would be, well, I want to tell you all, it's me, David Ogden. It's like, all right, we get it—you're not British in real life. Calm down, take your Mash money and calm down. Oh, I need Mash money. That's what I need. Where's my mash? I ain't got no mash. See everybody with their money. Mike's got all this masses money. This guy's got more money than God with this mass these masses shirts he sells. <laughs> Over at apmike.bandcamp.com. He sells these masses shirts, masses tavern, the uh the bar that he tends uh a bar at every uh are you there uh more uh, shortly. shortly he'll be there more frequently, but he the schedule's in flux so uh news flash the schedule's in flux uh but uh but Mike has uh these masses shirts he sells for this uh bar it's called a tavern masses tavern um So you go to apmike.bandcamp.com. Look, apmike.bandcamp.com. God knows how much money this guy's making off these things. He's got a walking stick now that has a gem at the end of it. Now, it's very flashy. He's flashing his, his, uh, wait, best show 24-7 is your mash. No, it's not. We lose money on that thing. How's that mash? MASH? It's not like, uh, what's his face? Paid in. Alan Alda didn't pay in to be on mash. No, you guess they gotta kick in now. Like, they, no, he didn't throw oh. in. They threw him money. Where's my mash? Someone give me my mash. AP Mike's got his mash. It's these masses shirts. He's flush. Him and his walking stick. You can donate to support the best show over at Patreon.com. That is what we do now. No more ads on the show. You go to Patreon.com slash the best show and you give whatever you can on a monthly basis or, or a one time basis, and we have different things we're going to give out to people who support the show for different uh, uh different levels. Yeah. People are being very generous and doing everything they can, and we appreciate it immensely. So thank you so much. Got to uh, keep it going. Who's good here, Mike? Uh, line, three. line three. Your idea good? My idea of good. Well, this should be interesting. Best show. Hi. Hi.
4: Um, this is Paige from Los Angeles.
1: Where are you calling from? Oh, uh, uh, what are you uh, woodworking?
4: Um, no, I'm walking to my apartment.
1: Now who is this is now?
4: The sound bad D- Paige
1: H- from angeles Paige. Paige, like in a book. How are you, Paige? I'm pretty good. How are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm 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 all right. I, I thought I heard hammering in the background. That's why I was asking.
4: Uh oh, no. no, sorry.
1: So what's going on? Um,
4: Paige? I got something for the topic.
1: The topic being the great unburdening. Why do you want to unburden something? Is there something would, that's hanging on love your head? I to. Because look, yeah, we, we get people. We all carry these things: these little things, these big things. Where you said something dumb maybe or you did something stupid and it just stays with you maybe uh, longer than it should. Not even longer than it should. It just stays with you and you you just, you carry it and you don't tell anybody about it. Tonight it is your chance to unburden yourself. Thank you. What do you, what do you have, Paige?
4: I realized about two months ago that back in September I had accidentally called Kim Gordon old to her face.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a bad one.
4: Yeah, I was at a Dinosaur Junior concert Mm -hmm. outside waiting for my Uber, and Mm -hmm. I see a girl there with her mom, and I'm like, oh, that's so awesome. You're here with your mom. And I'm really horrible at recognizing famous people out in public. It just goes over my head. And she, somehow it was brought up that her mom is in her 60s. And this, the daughter looked about my age, and in her early 20s. And I meant this as a complete compliment, because my parents are the same age as her, and they are super awesome. I go, that's so awesome. My parents are old, too. Not that, like, a good way, you know? Like, yeah, wow. they're, they're in their 60s, but they act, they act like they're young.
1: Yeah, you blew it. And... You blew I it.
4: didn't realize it was Kim Gordon. She looks at me and just goes, I'm not old. And then they leave. And didn't think about it. And then all of a sudden, I'm laying in bed one night. And I just go, oh, my God. I called Kim Gordon. That was Kim Gordon.
1: You blew it, Paige. You blew it. You had a chance to say something <laughs> to one of the all-time coolest people. And you blew it.
4: Uh, yes. I feel a I feel, uh, relief. When, so does, it when does it hit you? When does it hit you? When does it
1: hit you? At four in the morning? You'll suddenly think about it? You'll go, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> and,
4: well, I realized it just like as I was getting in bed and I think about it every so often. Whenever I listen to Sonic Youth, it's just like, oh, well that happened, yeah. you know?
1: Describe the feeling. Do your hands feel larger my than they are? My stomach
4: just turns. My stomach turns and mm-hmm. my face gets hot. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just was pure embarrassment of I can't believe I I made a really awesome person feel bad.
1: <laughs> well, I gotta tell you, Paige, you said something wrong. You got it off your chest, and now I give you permission to move forward. From Thank that. you, Paige. You are forgiven (laughs) you are forgiven you are you know that song you you know that song
4: i I don't
1: it's called a quick one while he's away by the who check it out you should check check that one out you might like it not the studio version the studio version kind of sucks it's kind of the uh secret shame of the Who catalog is how bad the studio version of that song is. But the live version is one of the greatest things Yellow all ever hear. You know what they did it? They did it on this thing called Rock and Roll Circus, right? Where they're playing this TV thing. And the Rolling Stones put this thing together. Rock and Roll Circus. And then the Who come out. And they do this thing. This live version of a quick one. And they made it so rockin' that the Rolling Stones bury this special Forever. Like for all of the, huh. for decades, they buried it because they got blown off the stage on their own special. Made them look
4: bad.
1: Yeah, they did, but that's what uh, look. That's what we do here every week on the best show. We make the True. pros look bad, right? True. There's people making uh, yeah. so much money out there. I hear these shows. There's this uh, uh, a chopo chop house, whatever it is. It's like a steak based thing or something. I don't know what it is. Never heard two seconds of it. I'm sure they're the nicest guys on the planet, but it's like a chop. It's like, cause a chop house, it's like steaks and chops and seafood, right? That's what you call. Okay. Yeah. That's what that is. More power Power. to them. There it's another food podcast. Cause you got the hamburger men, which is one thing where these guys talk about a tartar sauce for uh, two and a half hours every episode. They talk about the uh, McDonald's <laughs> filet of fish sandwich. Yeah. But I And too
4: many food podcasts, but there's only one best show.
1: Thank you, Paige. You have a grand evening. Thank you. Hi everybody, Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new office hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel and Doug is back from down under. Good day. Good day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album. Has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice. Or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash Hours live. But so who are the animals? Because I don't well,
5: smell I don't them.
6: Smell.
1: <laughs> I got Mike's like, maybe your idea good. Well, I well, was not good about that. That wasn't a good call. Sorry, Mike. Okay, that's what we got. Get that queued up. Do it all. Do it all live on this thing. Cue it up. Play it. Talk it. Do everything on this. It's like the, that Bill Bib DeVos song. Remember that song? is like, smack it up, flip it up, rub. Wasn't that? Oh no! That's what I'm doing here. Cue it, Cue it up. Cue it up. Talk it up. Take a call. Oh no! 201-332-3484 best show
7: hey how you doing
1: i'm doing well to whom am i speaking
7: this is matt i'm up in buffalo
1: matt in buffalo buffalo the home of the garbage plate oh that's rochester rochester buffalo home of the buffalo wing right
7: well we got the wings yeah oh yeah
1: how many buffalo wings have you eaten in one sitting matt probably like 35 okay that's disgusting yeah, it wasn't that younger, either. Did you have a ring of sauce around your face?
3: Oh,
7: yeah. Pretty much. Cleaned up at the end.
1: So you clean? Okay, yeah, I'd hope you cleaned.
7: No, I mean, while I was doing it, I I'm all sauced Then around. I cleaned up. Yeah.
1: You were all sauced up. Is that, like a well, point of Is that like a point of pride up there where you walk around with your sauce ring? Yeah, right <laughs> in that, some cases, yeah. That weird colored
6: Pretty
1: buffalo sick. wing sauce, that... L- light red,
7: not quite orange,
1: not quite orange yeah I had a
7: friend he could put in you know uh the one the smaller part you know they do two kinds of wings my buddy he, he would get the smaller ones put the whole thing in his mouth pull it out just bone there you go there you go uh,
1: representing your city proudly thank you so what's up Matt
7: So we've been getting, well, I've really
3: enjoyed your audio collages, I must say, and I've turned on a lot of my
7: friends who don't know about the show, but they're big fans of those.
1: So you put the audio, let me guess what you and your friends do up there. Okay. You you sit down, you got some wings. Yeah. You got some of that blue cheese, right? Yeah. Then you got a little bit of, uh, you know, right? A little bit of God's oh, green. Okay, right, I'm not saying anything. A little bit of God's green. You can have to say it. Oh, God's green. A little greener. bit of God's oh, green. Oh yeah. Right? Then you guys start puffing tough, listening to a best show sound collage, right? <laughs> hey, yeah, you know, get on the right track. Yeah. No, I know I am. What do you think? I couldn't figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> you hey. sound like a young Fredericks.
7: Oh, I love that guy, Fredericks, man.
1: Fredericks was I a, guess he I used, to call, to, like sorry, he used you know. to call more, but he doesn't call well, as much anyway. He's a guy from well, uh, from Newport, Ritchie, Florida. Great guy.
7: No, well, 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 I love that guy. He has yeah, his own No, past. I know I,
1: you I, know I, who he is. I'm talking to the audience now.
7: Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: Oh, you're the kind of guy who you. I tell you, I saw this thing. Let me tell you, I saw this thing, Oh, Hello, right? Do you know the show, Oh, Hello? And of course, yeah, you're you up in Buffalo. You, no, you, I don't. But... You're, you're up in Buffalo. You're you're probably you're waiting for uh, the, the uh, Fantastics to roll through, right?
7: Sure. sure, yeah.
1: Right, you got it circled on the calendar when Jersey Boys is coming, local production of Jersey Boys. Long <laughs> stage production. So... I'm seeing this thing, and I saw this show four times over the course of a year. Saw it when it was off Broadway downtown a year ago. I saw it in Los Angeles, and I saw it two times on Broadway. It was this thing with Nick Kroll and John Mulaney. Do you know who they are? Oh, cool, cool. It's the funniest thing I I ever, I ever saw. Funniest thing. It's as as funny as anything ever. These guys uh, planted a flag in the uh, history of comedy with that thing. That will never. They haven't already, you know. No, they already did. Oh, I, I before this. I yeah. haven't
7: seen the new show. I'm just fans of theirs.
1: Okay, yeah. Well, I'm talking about this show right now, and I'm sitting there in this seat behind me, and there was some guy talking to the stage. It's like you're not at the movies, dummy. These seats are so expensive. And look, was I fifth row center? Yeah, I was. Did I break the mm-hmm. bank for them? Kinda. Yeah. Was it worth it? Absolutely. But look, I paid good money. Everybody around us paid good money. And this guy in the thing is like Nathan Lane. He just says it because they mentioned him in the show at some point. It's like, yeah, no, they 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 know that that was a part of the show because they wrote the show, and everyone in the audience also knows it's a part of the show because they're hearing the show right along with you, stupid. And at one so point, you- someone said something about he made some joke about Freddie. Says, so oh, great, you're making Freddie Mercury like some weird. Like, homophobic. Oh my god, it was so weird. Not nice. What a weird. Yeah, it was not nice. Thank you, Matt. Homophobia is not nice. No. It's Matt from Buffalo speaking out. The more you know with Matt from Buffalo, right? right?
7: Well, pretty much.
1: So I'm. Yeah, so. But you're doing what he. What that guy did to my show tonight. So I, I know. To you, I did the last time I called, too. I'm sorry. I don't get, like, it, like and, what did, and what did I do last time? What are you about to do right now? No, I'm not. I'm trying to get an answer from you. What uh, did I do last you,
3: time? You told me that I talk over people, that you want me to repeat something. Then when I did,
7: you're like, get out of here.
1: So it didn't go well.
7: Oh, I thought it was funny, but, like, yeah, it didn't go well. And how did it end? You just hung up.
1: I knew I could soften him to the point he knew I was going to do it, but I just had to rattle, like shake the keys enough, for him to just look at them and not realize that I was do doing exactly whatever. Best show. Hi, Tom. It's it's Cat from Raleigh. Oh my goodness! It's Cat from Raleigh. Cat, the owner of a cat whose name is. Sid Sid
8: he's on my couch right now and looking at me a little bit quizzically.
1: How are you, cat?
8: Oh, I'm pretty decent um now uh, for my unburdening um I guess it comes well for me because um I've been calling into the show a little under for listeners i've been I've been calling into the show a little under a year now, and uh. Some of you who may have listened to me before might remember that I have a uh mystery ailment, yes, and uh you know what it is. people on Twitter know what it is, but I'm just gonna come right out and say it because my bur uh, it's something i it does kind of burden me and that I'm afraid of talking about it like sometimes when especially since like at some point I'd like to start dating. And I'm afraid only people run for the hills, but I'm going to come out and say it. I am a breast cancer survivor. I have gotten like my third, like clean scan, no evidence of disease.
1: Well, Kat, that is awesome for you to say that in something like that. I know what it's like when you have a thing that is not something that you turn into uh, something you're trying to keep private, then kind of grows into a thing that you're now carrying a thing and not having to tell everybody about a thing and now you're you're carrying some burden that is not something that's wrong but you're still carrying the thing is that what it feels like yes
8: yes because like it feels like just a big secret like a like a monkey on my back so to speak and like people i guess like I'm just afraid, especially if I'm like looking to date someone, that they'll like their perspective of me will to totally change when I tell them and it'll come out eventually and sometimes I admit I like to tell people probably before they're ready and no because I like to like cut my losses.
1: Oh well that look you you handle it however you need to handle it is how you handle it and there's no wrong way for you to handle it. You that's this is nothing you have to qualify or or soft pedal for anybody listening, anybody you're talking, not anybody listening, anybody you're talking to or dealing with or introducing yourself to or interested in or whatever. You don't have to, you don't have to do that. It's your life and it's your story and that's, that's it. Yeah. I took a lot of inspiration
8: right after I was diagnosed from uh Teg Notaro. Sure yeah i mean the way she approached it is like very inspirational to me
1: that's awesome and her her story is is something for her to own all that stuff publicly and and without flinching is such an amazing thing and if if that helps you that's even better so that's awesome and you have n- nothing to worry about, Kat. You're an awesome person, and I'm glad you got the, 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 the clean scans. That's all that matters, and your future is going to be great. So don't sweat the stuff and don't – just don't worry about it. You're you.
8: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I guess like, since one time I joked that, like uh – uh I don't have the Black Plague. I guess I would make probably some people wonder what I did have. And since I I just thought it would be opportunity because I did just get the scans. And also, on my end, I didn't want this just to turn into another version of unpopular opinions, which is also a topic that I called on.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cat, you've got nothing to worry about. The only thing you should worry about is that cat of yours, Sid. Yeah. And, and the only thing you should worry about is why, you, how you can change Sid's name to human, which is...
2: I'm going to get
1: another like. cat eventually. Because how can somebody named Cat get a cat and not name the cat human?
8: I am going to have more than one cat in my lifetime. And that cat will be named human, actually. It's, you put the, the
5: bug in
1: my ear. All right, well, Cat, you... I'm, ha- I'm so happy about your health stuff. You stay strong, and and uh, yeah, and you. Did, this was awesome.
8: Yeah, can I actually say another thing? Though I wish I could let
1: you. Sorry, no, I'm kidding. Of course huh. you can. I really. I have what, an idea
8: for AP Mike.
1: Now this I want to hear. Does it have to do with apmike.bandcamp.com?
8: Not necessarily, but it could be in just a new opportunity for him.
1: Oh, great. This, uh, this please by all means i want to hear this opportunity
8: okay so a couple of months ago I, I was watching the steven universe episode where you meet uh greg's cousin now i wasn't too keen on that episode but i thought of something that could have made it a lot better i mm-hmm. thought that ap mike should since you've got john on the show voice and marty why i was wondering like this would have been much better if A.P. Mike had been the voice oh, of Greg's cousin.
1: I don't know about that. Look, first of all, he'd still I'm, be in the booth recording the thing with them. They'd still be in there. He'd still be, I wanna, uh, Hey, what's going on? You ever hear him doing these voice sessions? I hear it when we try to re- We've to record one or two things. But you think he's filibustering. takes so long.
8: I just think that Mike as the voice of a cartoon character would be entertaining and he should consider voice acting.
1: Well, Mike, do you hear that? Kat is saying you should consider voice acting. Mike says he would consider uh taking a voice acting job. <laughs> just picture him. This is this is the voice acting I picture Mike doing. The uh What would, no, what would he be doing? He'd be just saying, he'd be saying, uh, I don't know. Look, I don't picture him doing any voice job. Honestly, I can, I can can picture anybody doing it, but no offense to Mike, Mike, you do a hundred things. Great voice acting. I don't know if that's one of your things. Maybe I'm a hundred percent wrong, but I just picture, picture Mike just like saying, like doing a thing where he's like, uh. Hey everybody, it's me, AP Mike. I want to tell you all about Diet Dr Pepper. <laughs> it's kind of like Dr Pepper, but it's zero calories and still has that Dr Pepper taste. Would you drink a Diet Dr Pepper after hearing that?
8: I mean, I've already have sometimes at parties where there's like nothing else to drink.
1: Well, look, am I? Do I like Diet Dr Pepper? Yeah, kind of. I do the only thing I allow myself anymore, Kat. Diet uh, Dr. Pepper. Just me staring at a Diet Dr. Pepper. Uh, well, Partial to root beer myself. Well, cat, I'm going to see about getting Mike some voiceover work. We'll see. Get him to the <laughs> booth, right? Just picture the poor person saying to Mike, yeah, why don't you go nuts on the uh, next read on this? Okay, hey, everybody. It's AP Mike. For Diet Dr. Pepper. Mike, can you do this one a little uh livelier? Yeah, sure. Hey, everyone. It's AP Mike for Diet Dr. Pepper. I want to tell you all about Diet Dr. Pepper. He's ow, got ow. zero calories, but that... Did your cat just scratch oh. you? He's
4: playing with
1: my hoodie string. Well, come on, cat. Tighten it up. Not you, <laughs> cat. The cat named Sid. All right, I got a I got a boogie here. All the lines are lit up, Cat. I want to tell okay, you gotcha. thank you for the call. You're awesome, and everything's going to be all right. Oh, Thanks.
8: thank you, Tom. I can right. tell you that news right now.
1: Well, you take care of yourself.
8: All right,
9: you too. All, all right. right, bye. Best show. Hey, Tom. Uh, this is John from. Uh, I live in the suburbs of Atlanta.
1: He lives in the suburbs of Atlanta, or as people from Atlanta call it atlanta right they call the suburbs Atlanta. <laughs> yeah
9: pretty much right i'm not when from they're just like, yeah, I'm like i'm like from
1: atlanta, atlanta it's like well where do you live we're like 40 minutes outside of atlanta it's like
9: that's exactly not, i'm that's, like 45 minutes and it's still the suburbs yeah
1: because there's people who say they're from like philadelphia and then mm-hmm. you're like where do you live they're like cherry hill new jersey it's like
9: that's not <laughs> that's ridiculous <laughs> so what's up bro so um I have an uh I have a great unburdening that I need. And uh so this happened twenty nine years ago when I was oh. about five years old. hmm. Okay. Um it was at elementary school and I called a teacher fat. Oh
1: did how did and they, how it's something did this
9: happen? that
1: has set my entire life. Take us back to this moment. What's your name again, uh am John. John. Yeah. John, how did this happen?
9: It was a cafeteria talk with some friends. <laughs> how old were you at the time? I was five. But well,
1: you were in the cafeteria at five? What you, mm-hmm. yeah.
9: Element, it was kindergarten.
1: Kindergarten, in the cafeteria. Now, when you say cafeteria, you're not talking about a bustling cafeteria. You're talking about a table. Oh, no. Cool. What? Where are you? Hey, I'm here. Good, cuz you weren't unburdened until I tell you you're unburdened. Okay. So, you're at, you're in this cafeteria with your other five-year-old uh school school chums, and then Yes. what happens now?
9: Um we were just talking about teachers and I said she was I said this one teacher, she wasn't even my own teacher and mm. I said she was fat.
1: And then how? And did, then uh,
9: did the teacher heard that? Uh, One of my friends told her.
1: (laughs) Okay. So, and you felt like dirt, right? I did. And you've been carrying this how long now?
9: Um, 29 years.
1: And every once in a while it flares up?
9: Yeah. Makes you feel like I'm not not somebody who body shames or anything, you know? Yeah,
1: it makes you feel like the foundation of your own soul is uh, built on uh, swampland, right?
9: Yes, that sounds right. Faulty
1: groundwork. Because you're five. What kind of... And look, I'm gonna get a little rough here. What kind of creep at five <laughs> says something that nasty, right? Right. But exactly. you did. There was a mean party, John. A mean party your mean little five year old self. <laughs> and you've been carrying it this whole time, John, though you know what? What? You, you carried enough with that, you beat up on that five year old kid enough. Let go of it. It's over.
9: Okay. You can
1: unburden that. You wouldn't do it today. It's a thing. You were a dumb kid. That's what dumb kids do. Dumb kids do dumb stuff. So, John, you are forgiven.
7: Well, very good.
9: I needed to hear it from you, Tom. Alright, you have a grand evening. (laughs) Alright, you too. Have a good one.
1: what I need a band like I need to be in the who that that one's a stretch I need to be in the who probably could at this point right I bet you if I showed up with like a bass guitar or something or conga drums who they'd let me in at least for a few songs let me jam with the who the phone number two zero one three three two three four eight four. It's the best show. Gonna have Gail Bennington in, and it's a fun show already. It's just gonna keep staying fun. You having a time, Mike? Yeah. Good. That's that's what matters to me. You having a good time? Best show.
10: I sure am. <laughs> oh, you're having a good time. I am. Yeah, loving the show. It's it's uh, super badass tonight. Oh,
1: okay. The show's super badass tonight. Yeah! Hold, 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 hold on just one second. Uh, sure. Sorry. I just need to set something up tech-wise. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, hold on. Sorry. Sorry. I'm I'm so sorry. I just had to sort a, a techie thing
10: out. Oh, don't me. worry. I'm, I'm loving the show. I love being a part of it. Now, who is this? Uh, this is Danny and Newbridge Muse.
1: Hey, Danny in Newbridge Muse. Muse, yeah. What's up, Danny?
10: Well, I hope this is not uncool. I I missed last week's show while it was happening. Uh-huh. But I wanted to chime in on the topic if that's okay. And
1: last week we were talking about the 25 best and 25 worst robots of all right. time.
10: Right.
1: So what do you have what do you have for this, Danny?
10: Well, my pick for best robot Mm-hmm. is the one in Star Wars that looks like a trophy that's come to life. Okay. What's that one called?
1: The one that looks like a trophy come to life. That's probably C-3PO.
10: I think you might be right. Let me write that down. Yeah, I think so, yeah.
1: But you kind of, you really have to write that down. 3-C-P, what is it? 3-C-P, p I think it's 3, no, it's C-3PO.
10: Oh, I thought it was three sepia, like that's the not, color. I no, don't
1: know. Although that's a fair guess because there is kind of like a sepia tone to a lot of the things he's in.
10: Right, right. Yeah. Um my pick for worst robot yeah is the one in Star Wars that looks like an air conditioning unit that's come to life. Uh-huh. What's that one What's called? You
1: mean like a like a like a plug-in? Almost like a, a trash can. Yeah, that's R2D2. 2 RD- r no, R2, the letter R, the number 2, the letter D, the number 2. Say it again. R2D2.
10: Got it, okay. Well, I, I'm writing it down in case I want to like buy a mug that it's on or something.
1: You want to buy what?
10: Just in case I want to buy a mug or something oh, that, that sure. it's on, so I know I, I know what to ask for. Yeah,
1: so you can ask for an R2D2 mug.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that, that makes
2: sense. Is that so strange? Well...
1: I can't. I'm amazed that you're that the, you're such fans of both. Of, well, first of all, I'm amazed that that's your least favorite one, and you want him on a mug. That's throwing me.
10: Well, I would give it as a joke gift to someone, oh,
1: just like. Can you believe how
10: horrible this? Yes. Mug is?
1: Right. Yes. Look how dumb this mug is with this. Yes. With the worst robot of all time on it.
10: Yes, and then if if I if someone wants to get me a gift that I will like, they'll get me the three sepia tone.
1: Yeah, sure. They'd get you that one. Well, look. We did this topic last week, and everybody had a lot of different interesting opinions on their right. favorite and least favorite robots, right. and I guess that's... Oh, that's hang on, hang what's on. What's that? Hang on.
10: Hey. Yeah. Well, it, it was great seeing you, too. You know, I, I really think we did some good work in D.C. this weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. Oh hey, look, I have to go. Um I'm visiting my sick nephew Sean. I didn't tell you about him? I know I did. Oh my god, it's so sad. The doctors here at Newbridge Cyanide, they say it's the worst case of flagrant hooping belch they've ever seen. I know. Well thank you. Thank you for your thoughts and prayers. Okay. Alright. Bye bye.
1: Wait, who who was that? Excuse me? Who was that? Oh, that was
10: Deirdre. Okay. Yeah. Deirdre? Yeah. Oh, hang on, hang on. Okay, wait. Hey. How are you? What? Me? What, Saturday? No! I was helping my brother clear all those limbs out of his yard from last week's hurricane. I told... I told you that, didn't I? I know I did. No, it was a huge hurricane. What? Well, look, it's not me in the picture. Look, lots of guys have goatees and wear backwards baseball caps and pearl jam sweatshirts. And I'm sure a lot of them were at the march. Sharon, you know. I. No, I I did not call you Sharon Cheryl. No, no, I was um, I was um, I was about to say I was sharing some milk with this stray cat that I found. Oh my God, he's so cute. I know, aren't you cute? Oh my God, and she's so grateful for me having saved her. Aren't you Cheryl? I named her after you, honey. I know, I did. Oh hey, I gotta go. I think she's about to pee on my rug. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Okay, uh, who uh,
1: who who was that? Excuse me, Danny. Uh, who was that? Oh,
10: you did you hear that? that? I'm sorry. I'm so yeah. I'm embarrassed. Did you hear that?
1: I could yes.
10: Oof! Well, I almost bought the farm on that one. Jesus. What? <laughs> well, that's what happens when you're trying to kick it with two similarly named chicks, right?
1: Uh, okay. Well, I'm I'm a little a little confused here. Hmm. Um. Did you just tell that second woman you were talking to that you were not at the march? Yeah. But you said for the first woman you were talking to, was it Deirdre? Yeah. You said you were at the march.
10: Yes, uh-huh. I was, yeah. See, I, I marched in D.C. with Deirdre, but I was supposed to also march with Cheryl in New York, but I, I had a problem.
1: Okay, you have yeah. a problem. Oh, oh, wait, I'm sorry, hang hang okay, on.
2: wait,
10: what? Yeah, this is Danny. What? No! Look, that car was in Christine's... No, you... Listen to me, that car was in Christine's condition when I turned it in after you guys closed. I don't know. I don't know, maybe someone jumped over the fence and smashed it. Look, I didn't do anything! I'm not lying! I don't know what happened!
1: Well maybe I'll take you to court!
10: Oh my god. What, What, what,
1: what's, what was that all about?
10: Oh, look, so, oh my god, so, in order to make it back to New York in time to march with Cheryl, I had to convince Deirdre that I needed to go back to New Jersey to tend to my sick mother.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Well, can I ask, is your is your mother sick?
10: Well, define sick.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Well, is she not well, unwell? Oh.
10: No. All right. No. And I'll tell you, but that that worked fine though, you know, and I I I got to leave on time. But then when I was getting close to Trenton This total a-hole cut me off, and I got really, really P.O.'d. Okay. So I started tailgating him, and we ended up having like this... It was like a... You've seen Duel, right? The movie Duel?
1: Yeah. It was
10: just like that.
1: It's a Dennis Weaver movie. Exactly, yeah. Him him and a
10: Hummer, and me and my, uh, my Toyota Tercel. Okay. Up and down the turnpike, yeah. And I ended up running him off the road... But my rental car it it did sustain a basically some pretty heavy damage, but I was able to drive it back to Hertz and Newbridge, but just barely and I dropped it off when they were closed.
1: Oh my God, well, that sounds like a pretty serious uh accident uh is the driver you ran off the road okay I don't know. you don't, okay well he does very that was very. Yeah, uh, flip, but I'm just trying to look. Oh, oh he he flipped all right. Oh, that's not what I meant. That he it didn't mean that he flipped his Hummer. Um, look, Danny, I'm just trying to keep tabs on all of this stuff you're kind of mm. laying out here. Because you also mentioned someone named was it Sharon?
10: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was supposed to have dinner with Sharon later that night in White Plains. Uh huh. But like I said, I I had that car trouble that I mentioned. Oh,
1: yeah, car trouble that you rammed a guy off the road and you're not sure if, if he's dead or alive. Um, yeah. you know, because you're driving recklessly and in a rental car and just running somebody off the. That's not. Yeah, I might I might not call that car trouble, Dan.
10: Look, if you knock my ass out to Brad over at Hertz. I'm gonna see to it that you're muskrat food over in Newbridge Marsh. Uh-huh. You feel me?
1: Do I feel you? Yeah! Uh, well, hey, let me ask you a question, tough guy. Shoot, guy! Uh huh. Okay, I will, guy. Uh, do any of these women, uh, know about each other? Well, define no! You I don't wanna keep defining the th- oh, sure. Okay. Are they aware? That you have relationships with the other women. Oh! No. Uh huh, okay. Well, so you're basically lying to what was it, three women? About, uh, something as, as important as the march, the marches last week for, for just your own, like, deception and gain.
10: Well, you know, um, there are guys who present themselves a certain way, you know, on social media, yet have a very different uh, way of living in private, and I guess I'm one of those. Is that a crime?
1: Well, it's not a crime, but I would just say that somebody with, like, basic uh, morals or human decency would maybe uh, find your behavior a little offensive.
10: Oh, hang on. Mm, Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, look, you listen, Robbie. You get the money when I get the money from the show you lot played last week, all right? The check ain't cleared yet, you hear me? When the money comes in, I'll get on the blower and I'll call you, all right? Yeah, goodbye.
1: who, Who is that, Danny. Oh, that was Robbie.
10: He's the bass player in this band that I manage. What a tool. Uh-huh.
1: So, oh, you, I didn't know you managed a band. Yeah, Poles. Poles. Yeah, uh, oh, oh, uh,
10: P-O-L-L-S, not P-O-L-E-S.
1: Okay. Oh, I'm glad you uh, clarified that.
10: Yeah, the other Poles, uh, suck S. And D.
1: Oh, oh that's, that's charming. Yeah. So, what, what were you yelling about?
10: Oh, well, see, I'm really close to getting these guys signed to this really, really, really cool label called Panzerfaust Records, uh-huh. and I got them this great showcase at uh, Los Amigos back room last uh, week. Pan-
1: Panzerfaust Records? Yes. uh uh-huh. Have you heard of them? Yes, I have.
10: Oh, well, you know, their, their, uh, their president, Bill Riccio, he was there to see the boys play, and he loved it.
1: Uh-huh.
10: Yeah. Well- You
1: you do know that Panzerfaust Records is a white power record label, right? No, it isn't. Uh, No. uh, Where did you hear that? I'm 100% certain that it is. Huh. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, can I just point out your, how terrible your English, is that supposed to be an English accent? Yes! Uh Uh-huh, because you sounded like, it was partly, it sounded like, kind of like Cary Grant. Like, it has a certain kind of that, uh, like, somebody who's not English, but is so mannered that you almost think they're English the way you do with, like, Kelsey Grammer or... or He's English? He's not English. He he sure is. he's not, but he has that... Pomposity that you that you're like well, this guy's almost English.
10: No, he's he's English in this. He, he's as English as uh, what's his name? D- David Ogden Stiers. Yeah, he's not either. I was what talking,
1: I was talking about that earlier. Uh, he's you not, were yes. Oh, he's not English either. I must have been in the can. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, that, I didn't need to know that, but okay. Um. Yeah, you kind of had that, but there's also like a Cockney aspect to it. Like Coxbarer, yeah. Like the band Coxbarer, yes. Yeah. Put the boot in. Yeah. Right. Put them up against the wall and kill them. That's
10: right. Just shoot <laughs> them all. my Credo, pretty much.
1: Shoot them all. Shoot them all. Put them up against the wall and kill them, short and tall. Come
10: on. I love it. I think it's. I think, a, um, I think that's. That should be. Emblazoned on, on T-shirts for all to wear,
1: and I think it's a great chorus for a song that is about their band trying to succeed.
10: That's right. <laughs> be... Hey, they got they got on top of the pop several times.
1: I that I did not
10: know. You got to watch a documentary, well, and you got to watch a uh, you got to read a book called "The Best Seat in the House: A Coxsparker Story." Uh-huh.
1: Yes, mm, maybe I will. I got but I got to say that English accent is uh, uh, abysmal.
10: Well, you listen to me, all right? I've been getting monetary and sexual perks from that accent for
1: years. Uh-huh, okay. That's yeah. horrifying.
10: Hey, that you're getting... you know, I even got a free turkey dinner last week from this waitress because she thought I was Martin Chambers.
1: From the pretenders. You got it. Uh-huh. Yeah.
10: Because oh, you're doing geez. that. Oh, jeez, hang on.
2: <laughs> okay.
10: Hello. Mor- well, you listen, Bert? If you don't like how I manage the land, you can go do it yourself. But I don't think a bloke who fills boner prescriptions at Rite is gonna have time to do that, right? Look, I'm telling you what I told your kid, right? I pay the band after I get paid. Listen, you little sod. If you don't stop undermining my authority, I'll take it out. I'll I'll take you out in the street and beat your ass where everyone can see it, you small-town rube. Oh, my God.
1: Okay, now, who who was that?
10: That that was Bert Hawkins. That's Robbie's father.
1: Uh Uh-huh, from the band.
10: Total creep. I hate
1: him. Yeah. Well, I got to say, it sounds like Bert, Bert is the father of the guy you yelled at. Yeah. So he's probably just looking out for his kid.
10: Well, look, Bert needs to let me do my thing and butt out. All right. You think Peter Grant was constantly henpecked by John Paul Jones's buffoon of a father? I don't.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't picture that happening though.
10: I did hear. I'm sure you you've you read these stories about Jimmy Page's dad. Coming to, uh, sound checks and things and, 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 you know, trying to mix sound.
1: I, I've never heard this.
10: Yes, super old guy too. He, he did, he thought it was a radio. He thought the band was a radio. He was so senile. hmm Very weird stuff. Weird, wild stuff. Uh-huh.
1: Oh, so that's your, uh, that's your Carson.
10: Yes, and did, well, that's that's what he said after Led Zeppelin played on the on the Tonight Show in 1974.
1: He said it was weird, wild stuff.
10: That was Led Zeppelin with Misty Mountain Hop, weird, wild
1: stuff. I, I don't know if Led Zeppelin were on the Tonight Show. I know they did. He, oh, uh-huh.
10: They were absolutely
1: Johnny oh, Carson. Johnny Carson had a hard time with when the Association were on the show.
10: I know, right? Yeah. So the, you know what he thought, he thought Wendy was.
1: I don't even want to know. Well, he thought it was. I just. Wet. Had, yeah, I had to bleep everything you said except for you like did. Wet. Yeah.
10: Oof. Okay. Oh, come
1: on, Danny. This is this is very troubling. This no, hold, hold,
10: please. I'm sorry. Hello. I'm so sorry, Mr. Stevens. I tried to call today, but the dentist gave me so much novocaine during my emergency root canal that I couldn't speak. I'm so sorry. Yes, sir, I I, I promise. Uh, I'll be there at 9 a.m. sharp.
11: Oh, thank you so much, Mr. Stevens. Uh, Goodbye.
10: I voted that All
1: one. Right. Who, who is Mr. Stevens?
10: My parole officer. Why?
1: Hey, you have a parole officer. I do, yes. Uh, what What were you in jail for?
10: Tom, did you know it's illegal to write checks when you don't have the money in the bank to cover those checks?
1: Yes, I, of course, everybody knows that.
10: Really? I yeah. didn't. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, I'm just going to go out on a limb here, Danny, and assume that the... uh the story you told your parole officer about the emergency root canal was uh, a lie.
10: Look, you, you call it a lie. I call it a truth augmentation. Uh-huh. Okay? Uh-huh. And, and so I wasn't able to check in with him because I was having coffee at the beanbag. Have you, have you been to this place? It's that new place in East Newbridge that serves coffee in little tiny paper sacks.
1: No, I haven't.
10: Really? Really messy. Really dumb idea.
1: Seems like you have a. Seems like you have to drink your coffee very
10: quickly. Super quick and it's scalding hot too. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, I was there with. um Oh my god. Oh, what is her name? Come on, Danny. Uh, Becky. Becky. Great gal. What a great gal she is. Okay. Uh,
1: can you not say gal? Is that, Why? Is that. Po- it's just. It's not a. It's a really weird thing.
10: I, I hear Clint Eastwood uh, refer to women as gals he's 88 years and old. he's a good guy I mean he has a, he has a lot of children uh-huh
1: yeah he's an old old man
10: well
1: so you know I, I Danny I it seems like you're like how many people are you like I don't even know what you would call it what like juggling like how many people are you kind of juggling right now?
10: Um, I don't know. Twenty-eight. Twenty. So you,
1: you have twenty-eight lie, like lie entangled stories going. Right, it's like simultaneously.
10: No. I've got twenty-eight truth augmented tangle stories going on. Uh-huh, okay. Show me some respect.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I gotta say that on one hand, this is wildly uh, offensive, but it's also very fascinating to just imagine a guy like you living this life every day. Um. You, what? Like your daily life. Mm -hmm. is probably so it must be so filled with just these lies and deceptions for for you to keep everything straight
10: it does get complex that's for sure Mm -hmm.
1: well like just okay well what is a typical day like for you like like what 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 time do you get
10: up um, well, I usually get up around 10:15.
1: Okay. So, you get kind of get a late start like so 10:15 in the morning, you get your day rolling.
10: No, 10:15 p.m.
1: Wait, hey,
10: 10:15 p.m. Yes, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, my wife Debbie gets home from work around 8. Uh,
1: wait, you're married? Yeah. Debbie is your wife.
10: Yes, yeah. I didn't mention that, did I?
1: No, you didn't mention Debbie, your wife.
10: Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, Well, anyway, De- Debbie's a physical therapist for wounded vets. Uh-huh. So she's pretty beat after she fixes dinner for me and the kids and then helps them with their homework.
1: Uh-huh, I, yeah. I true, this is like, how how many kids do you have, Danny?
10: Three. Uh Iggy, Danzig, and Megadeth. Ugh, those are... What? Iggy? Yes.
1: What was the other one? Danzig. Danzig, all right. mm-hmm. And Megadeth. Yes. So you kind of, you couldn't even keep it together with like decent music for all three of your kids' dumb dumb names. Those are great, great bands, great musicians. Megadeth is great? Yes. Well, I, I, that's what, I don't know what to tell you.
10: Just because he's the worst singer of, of, the, uh, of the big four doesn't mean that uh, you can slam him.
1: Yeah, he was the worst, and still is the worst singer of the big four.
10: How dare you? What?
1: I, you just said the same thing.
10: Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, regardless, he can shred circles around all of us.
1: Uh huh. Well, yep. Danny, what do you do for work?
10: Oh, I freelance. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I, I do some consulting, but mostly I, I write clickbait headlines for websites like Zapped, Scorched Earth, and BuzzFaucet.
1: Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, that that makes sense.
10: Oh, I, I, I detect some, uh, some condescension yeah, there. Yeah,
1: yeah. So you write, you even call them clickbait headlines. Look,
10: you can act like you're above it, but chances are you've clicked on at least a few of my headlines over the years.
1: Okay, like, like what?
10: Oh, uh, let me think. Uh, move, uhm, where's my good ones? What happened to Ted Danson's ears? Uh, this wonder pill could fix your broken dink or make it fall off. What else? Uh, these former child hostages have aged horribly. Former MASH star's sick sex deathbed pervert confession. What else? Uh, Henry Winkler lost over 500 pounds. Here's how. 37 photos of Justin Bieber that Justin Bieber doesn't want you to not, not see. What else? Uh, pants used to cost money. Now they don't. Here's why. The 15 ethnic slurs that you can get away with saying in mixed company. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, stuff those, like that. Yeah,
1: so stuff like that. That that this one was more disgusting than the next. No, there, no. What?
10: Dude, it's real life.
1: It's real life. The ethnic slurs that you can get away with in what was it mixed company? Yeah. Look, I,
2: do you want me to not make a living? Well,
1: I don't know what to tell you.
10: That those
1: are things are the worst things going.
10: Look, that's we could argue that all night, but but getting back to your question about my typical day. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, tonight's a little different, but we usually get into bed around ten. Uh Debbie will read one of her new age books for a bit, do a little remote healing meditation for others who are in need. Um, then I'll try to get some LM ing going, you know, but chances of that are slim to none.
1: Okay. L M is that what yeah. All right. Love making, sure. yeah. Okay, that's calling it LMing is a little unsettling, but... Well, I don't know what I can get
5: away with on the
10: air here.
1: Well, I appreciate you being respectful then.
5: Namaste.
10: Uh Uh-huh. Well, look, I'm a very sexual being, Tom. You know, my needs in that department are both unspeakable and unquenchable.
1: That is the worst thing I've ever heard anyone ever say. Ever. Hmm. Unspeakable and unquenchable. Well... I wish so, for you. You know what I wish for you? What? That you get quenched.
10: I always get quenched.
1: Ugh, just to make it stop.
10: No. No, that that, that feeds into it. So it's, yeah. yeah I don't so want to talk about it too much, but so I think you get the wa- picture. Your
1: wife but, makes dinner and does homework yes. for the kids and then does some healing uh, meditation and things. And Yes. Yeah.
10: And then I'll turn the light on around, I don't know, ten, twenty, 20 or so. I'll close my eyes for about ten minutes, or as long as it takes Debbie to fall into her, uh, you know, her blissful, ignorant sleep, and then I start checking my phones.
1: Mm-hmm. Your phones? Yes, yeah, plural.
10: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah.
1: How many phones do you have, Danny?
10: Well. John Popper from Blues Traveler has that belt where he stores all his harmonicas and they're all in different keys? Yeah,
1: that vest he wears? Yes, yeah. yeah.
10: Uh-huh. I have one of those, but for all my cell phones.
1: Okay, I need to actually just think about this for a second. Okay. So it's a full vest. Yes. With all different pockets on it. Yes. And they all have different phones in each pocket.
10: Absolutely, yes, yeah.
1: So you're just constantly, what, answering and... Phones and fielding calls.
10: Oh yeah, yeah. uh, Taking calls, making calls, a lot of texting, a lot of direct messaging, Skyping, um, FaceTiming, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Snapchat, all all of them. I'll tell you, man, this this belt gets this vest. It's like a belt and a vest. Sure, it gets so hot.
5: Mm -hmm.
10: It's, I mean, like it's constantly humming. I don't even want to think about how many rads this thing is shooting into my torso right now.
1: Yeah. How, do you e- do you even sleep?
10: What do you mean, like um, what do they call that? REM R- R- sleep. Yeah,
1: like actual deep sleep.
10: Oh God, no! I don't think I've achieved that since like I don't know twenty ten. Uh huh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, that seems really unhealthy because that's like like people will go in, uh, like. Literally go insane from not getting deep sleep. Mm.
10: Well, you know, I, I do take supplements.
1: Uh huh. Okay. What, what kind of supplements are you
2: taking? We
10: do not need to get into that. Okay. So, yeah.
1: So not, not so much supplements as
10: like a pick me up. Sure. Yeah.
1: What forms of pick me up come in? Granular. <laughs> yeah. You, Any other um, questions about it? Like what yeah, color it is? I, it's white. It's, okay. And how are you in, how, how does one, uh, ingest this, uh, or, or just, how is it, how is it, uh?
10: Well, the instructions say to take it, uh, nasally.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's uh-huh. what
10: it says on the prescription. <laughs> on the prescription. Case.
1: And when you say prescription, you mean? Mm-hmm.
10: My doctor, uh, he, 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 he prescribes it. Uh, his sure. name is Rodrigo. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: Rodrigo
10: so hey, but you know, in my defense, I get just as much sleep as President Trump, and he's on the fast track to become our best president since general patton uh-huh
0: well, That's indisputable.
1: okay, well, one thing that is completely disputable mm-hmm. is that General Patton was a general and not a president.
10: I don't think so. Yeah, well, it's, I don't want to Google this right now because okay. I'm enjoying our talk.
1: Well, uh, Dan- Danny, let me just ask you: how, mm-hmm. how on earth are you keeping all of these deceptive stories? Which is, I'm going to call them to for uh, to show respect to you. God knows why. How are you keeping all these stories straight?
10: Well, Tom, I'm constantly referring to the Bible.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. The Bible. Yeah. So you read the Bible, which. Does not it seem to jibe with your with the 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 behavior you're describing?
10: Oh no! When I say the Bible, um, the Bible is what I call Danny's giant book of truth augmentations. Uh huh. Yeah. Ooh, let's see. Oh, crack it open.
1: Oh, so it's an actual book.
10: Let's see what's on tap for tonight. Let's go to. Tuesday. Here we go. Oh, do I have a full plate? Oh no. Oh, what? Tom, do you know anything about teaching eighth grade algebra?
1: Um, no, no, I don't.
10: I ask because I got hired to do just that at New South Newbridge Junior High School, and I was supposed to start January 9th. Mm-hmm. But but I've been making up every excuse possible to not show up and yet still get a paycheck for it. Okay. And
1: ha- how did you get hired for this job, this teaching job, in the first
10: place? A fake resume.
1: I Okay. Oh, I couldn't hear you there.
10: I used a fake resume and someone else's identity. Uh-huh. Why? Yeah.
1: Well, you know, you're you're I you're just going to have to I guess face the music on that one. Uh, tomorrow? Nah, I'll think of something. Uh huh. Well, yeah. Can I just say, Danny? There is no way that you can maintain this, keeping all these relationships going for very long, right?
10: Oh God, no, no, no! no see, what usually happens is this: I, you know, I, I come on super hot and heavy for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, constant texting and messaging, a few in sweatpants B pics. What? It's tasteful stuff. It's erotic, but it's tasteful. Nothing gross. You know, then the odd in-person liaison. Yeah. And then I disappear once either I lose interest or they start to see through my charming yet patently false veneer.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And d- doesn't your wife ever find out about any of this?
10: <sighs> Thankfully, Debbie, you know, she that not have time to be on any kind of social media But with her job and also her charity work with the Newbridge Coalition for the Cruelly Afflicted. Uh, Have you seen these people?
1: I I haven't. But, uh, I I gotta say, even if she doesn't know about this, there there has to be some sort of, uh, like repercussions if you're doing this as much as you're doing it to as many people as you're doing it to. Oh
10: my God, you've... That's the understatement of the century. It's it has really impacted my daily life, yes.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. How so?
10: Well, uh, for one, I can only go to the New West Cumberland Avenue branch of Kearns Fargo Bank because of two years of pretty constant, pretty flagrant teller dalliances.
1: Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, that sounds pretty awful.
10: You're telling me. I mean, I have to drive clear across town to cash Debbie's checks.
1: Uh huh. Okay.
10: But, you know, it's not just Kearns Fargo. There's a slew of other local businesses I, I I can't go to because of, you know, all the ill will I've I've engendered. Engendered? Yes. Generated.
1: Both. Both either applies. Okay. Like like where? What businesses?
10: Oh my god. Uh ooh, Uh Cretan Foot Locker, uh, Almost Fresh, uh Softs Hardware, Burt's Diet Pizza, O Shirt, uh Captain's Donuts, Panting for Pantsuits. Mussolini's Toy Chest. Um, Oh, I dropped the book. Uh,
1: That's a heavy book.
10: It's big. It's a tome. It it, it should be in in the dictionary under the the word tome.
1: Sure. It seems like the kind of book that, like, Tashin would put out. Exactly,
10: yes. Passion. Right? Yes. Yeah. Where else? Uh, Oh, Lil Stinker's Dairy Nozzle. Uh, Martian Burger. Todd Runnengren. Have you been there? Todd Runnengren? It's that comedy club where the audience is on treadmills?
1: No, I haven't. A comedy club where the audience is. Okay, I can't even yeah. picture what that would be.
10: Yeah, it's fun. Uh, CD Submarine, uh, where else? The Sandwich Rampage, Hector's Use Swimsuits, The Food Faucet, uh, Dinglesberry's. Gene Simmons Toyota, Kurt Weil, Kia, to name just a couple. Does he own a Kia? He does. He's a good salesman. He's on the lot. Whenever he's off the road, he's there nine nine AM.
1: Selling Kias. Can
10: you imagine? I'd love, I love your impressions. Could you do Kurt Vile trying to sell me a Kia? Alright, I'm walking up.
11: Uh huh.
10: Hey, uh this is a nice one. Uh, what's what's the story on this?
1: It's a uh Yeah. It's a, I, don't, I don't know, it's a Kia Cadenza.
10: Well, um what's the, is it does it have a good safety rating? Yeah. Alright, I, I have one more question and then I'm gonna buy this car. What uh does it have you know like can I connect my my, my iPhone to it? Yeah. Sold. See he's that good salesman.
1: It seems very simple.
10: It's great. Wow. You know, I really did think I was talking to Curve Vial just then. Mm-hmm. You're so good at it. and oh. You're so good. Everyone, that's all they talk about. All the all the forums that I go on, all they the all just talk about how good you are at your impressions. Oh, please. Yes, I would love to hear you do one more. Please. I, can't, I, can't. I really
1: can't. I really can't, Danny.
10: Please.
1: What? 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 What do you? What? What would you want to hear me do?
10: I don't know. How about? Uh, let me think for a second. Ooh, um. What about? What? What about Leonard Cohen doing a Smashing pumpkin song?
1: I don't even know what that would be.
10: we we'll try. Come on. Please.
2: Hmm.
1: What would it be like? <clears throat> I, I'm never. I don't even know what this will be. I'm gonna try.
10: I, I, I think we'll we'll all be excited no matter what it is.
1: Okay. Despite all my rage, I am still just a rat in a cage. Despite all my rage, in a cage, like that. Did you put a record on? I did not. I oh never God. recorded that. Wow! I don't know how that would be a thing I could put on.
10: That's really good. well. That was it, as far as I, I'm concerned. Well, I loved it. Well, I'm, I'm
1: glad. You know, I'm glad I'm making a creep like you happy. Hey, what?
10: That hurts my feelings.
1: Oh, well, you're a creep.
10: Well, I can't go to all these places. You know that's that's that that's bad for me. Yeah,
1: you got a bad thing going. You ruined your rep through town. It's not surprising.
10: I tell you, man. Sometimes it's gotten so bad I have to stepfather my way out.
1: Uh, I don't. What What do you mean by stepfather your way? Oh, out?
10: come on! Okay. I've heard several callers take you yeah, to stepfather school that's, over the last that's year. That's why
1: I'm very hesitant to ask. But.
10: Doing a nutshell for you?
1: Yeah, please.
10: Well, when I realize things are going to go really horribly wrong due to my insatiable need for outside of marriage ego and sexual fulfillment, mm-hmm. I start planting the seeds for a whole new life in a town that's at least a hundred miles away.
1: Oh, that's so you've done this already?
10: Yeah, four times.
1: Cong- congratulations, Danny. I've been doing this show for so long. Mm-hmm. You are the biggest creep.
10: Uh, wait, what? The biggest I, what?
1: The biggest creep that has ever called the show. And one caller once flew a, a a blimp that had a town attached to it and dropped it on another town. I think I read about that. Yeah, you're worse than that guy.
10: Oh, that was not how I thought that sentence was going to end. Uh,
1: well, uh. It's, it is, you're, you're a bad guy.
10: No, I'm not. Oh, hang on. Oh, great. Hello? Yes, sir. I'm sorry, sir? This is coming from the president, sir? Um, okay, yeah, I I will get right on that, sir. Mm -hmm. Okay. Who who was that? Oh, you know, I'm also uh, the personal assistant to Press Secretary Spicer. Did I not mention that? so donald
1: trump 's press his new press secretary was it Sean Spicer
2: yes,
10: yeah, uh-huh
1: yeah that I is really
10: I am yeah, yeah, and i 'll tell you I got this is bad news for somebody uh in a few seconds, president trump is is about to launch a full on assault of this total loser of a rabble rousing threat to democracy who has been slandering him in some Bayonne tavern. That oh, sounds like a real piece of work. Oh, no.
1: What? Mike, your, Mike's Twitter, what, your, twi- Mike said his Twitter is blowing up. Who's Mike? Mike's the, uh, the, the associate producer on this show. So that's who he went after?
10: He goes, to, he, he, he's in that tavern? He, he's, he, he, he trash talks the president in that tavern? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. it sounds like he's, he's getting what he deserves. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I guess that's who he did it to. Yeah. Mike just said his phone is literally smoking.
10: Oh, my God. Hang on. What? Hello? Oh, great. Oh, hi, Destiny. Uh, of course I'm going to be there. I, 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 I'm just tying up some last-minute loose ends, that's all. Yes. Ab- absolutely, yes. I, I will see you at the church at 9 a.m. sharp. Mm-hmm. Okay, I love you too, Snookums. Bye-bye. <sighs> who, who is, who's destiny? Oh, my, Delaware. I forgot.
1: Okay, wait, what, say it.
10: This woman in Delaware I forgot I'm getting married to tomorrow. Uh-huh. You,
1: you forgot you're getting married to someone. You're married to somebody already.
10: Well, look, I forgot to write it in the book, okay? I did write down my other wedding that's happening Saturday in Phoenix. Uh-huh. Phoenix. Yes. Yeah. Her name's Brooke and she's a tattoo artist. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, can I ask you a favor, please? What what? I need you to call Press Secretary Spicer tomorrow at ten A. M. and say that I can't come until I don't know, March at the earliest. Because I got my buns severely charred helping rescue a volleyball team from a burning bus today? No, I'm not. I'm please. Not do, I'm not doing that.
1: Why? Because it's a lie. I'm not getting involved in your your, your web of deceit.
10: At, at least call my parole officer, Mr. No. Stevens, please. No. Why?
1: Because I'm not getting involved in it.
10: You're breaking the man code.
1: The man
10: We all take it. We all adhere to it. No. We turn the cheek. No, I'm not oh. doing it. What's your handle on, on 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 Twitter? It's Sharpling. Okay. What? Oh, what? nothing. I just wouldn't want to be you at midnight tonight. What are you doing? You saw what happened. You saw what happened to your uh, your buddy's phone, uh, yeah, right? Not
1: my buddy, but
10: yeah. Uh, Yours is going to burst into flames. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's going to catch fire to your head, too.
1: That's nice. That's, that, that's nice how I'm programming nice it. Nice. Not me. It's someone
10: else's, I'm sure. Sure. Okay. Well, oh, this yeah. Is,
1: this is charming.
10: Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah.
1: What? What? Oh no. What? Oh, no. Wait, wait, what? I think Debbie might want a divorce. Why is that? I don't know. You tell me. I've been a model husband. Well, is she listening to the radio, maybe?
10: Yes. Huh. Oh, man, why did I do this? Uh, I don't know. Will you help me, please? You need
1: to get help, but I'm not qualified to help you. Will you pay for my
10: help? No, I'm not going to
1: pay for your help.
10: Oh, maybe the ACA... Oh. Nope. Well, I I'm going to go to Canada. And what, I don't know, because I trashed that car. Mm-hmm. they won't let me have the keys. This is a disaster.
1: Yeah, I guess it ended up this way. I don't know how. How could it have ended up this way? I don't know. Yeah, I don't
10: believe in karma either, Uh so it's beyond me. Sure. Okay, look, I'll let you go.
1: Oh, okay. You've got to go now. I do. Yes.
10: Uh huh. Okay, you take care.
1: Yeah. Well, best of luck to you, Danny. Okay. Well, worst of luck to you. Well, that's sweetie to say. This is—it's crashing down around you, and it's well deserved.
10: Look, all I have to say to you is, bye, bye.
1: That was, oh, that was almost as bad as I think the band Knots are good. Knots. Mm, I hit it wrong. Urgh, that drives me nuts. i supposed to. No, oh, I did it twice. I'm going to smash this computer over Mike's head. Sorry, Mike. I have no say in the matter. Knots. Hold on. Doing it all here. Dudio's not here this week. That's why it's all falling apart. Mike's here. Pat's here. Martin is here. Unless he left. Is he here? He's still here. Martin's a good guy. Mike was saying it's a slight upgrade over Dudio. But you know what I say to that? Not... Their first album, which came out on Goner Records. Insect Eyes from the album We Are Knots. N O T S. They're so awesome. Knots. You like that, Mike? Mike? Hey! What? Oh, God. I can't do it anymore, Gail Bennington. What am I going to do?
12: You do it all, Tom Sharpling. Thank you.
1: Thanks for coming down first.
12: Of oh, all. my God. Thank you for having me back. So good to be back it's in the house of best. time
1: here, right? Yeah. Four. The Four Timers Club.
12: I know. That's a pretty big deal. Who's
1: in the Four Timers Club? A lot of people, but not many. Not as many as you'd think. You're in it now. I'm in it. Welcome. Now, people, first of all, let me just say, you're listening to the best show. Wait, I don't have any ID to do. This is not a legal show anymore. <laughs> what am I doing? Hey, Mike? Do you eat any of those wings out there? Did you?
12: Smell good. No,
1: you didn't yet. Yeah. Talking about wings on there, and then Pat and Martine go and order buffalo wings. It smells like I'm doing the show out of uh, the buffalo wild wings now, which is what I'll be doing a year from now anyway, <laughs> so I might as well start getting used to it, right? Hey everybody, you're Bo- uh, that's what announcing I'll do a year from now. I'll be like, Mike, your order's ready. I'm assuming someone says that at a buffalo wild wing. Or the thing buzzes or something? Yeah,
12: well, you have the voice for it.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome to Buffalo Wild Wings. Perfect. It's like those announcers on FX when you'd watch FX, and they would give a different announcer for each show, where, like, for Louie, it would be, like, this guy's like, well, I'm Louie tonight. Like,
6: <laughs> Louie.
1: So they give, like, a street, like a like a cabbie, an old-fashioned cabbie. So
12: that's what you're going for for your wing announcer?
1: Well, I need to do – I need to think of what Buffalo Wild Wings would expect from somebody working the mic there.
12: I think they would also expect you to do the birthday song. Like I feel like the guy on the mic also anytime is like there's a birthday in the house.
1: Now, do you think what Buffalo Wild Wings is comfortable at this point living in that gray area of whether happy birthday, that whether you can do happy birthday now or not? Because it's like – it's still, like, it's shaking itself out to where, like, the Hill Sisters had the song. And then the Happy Birthday. And then other... And they've got a piece of anybody who ever did it anywhere. That's why every movie was always like, for he's a jolly good fellow, for he... Nobody sings, for he's a jolly good fellow at a thing. It's public domain.
12: Yeah, I think that despite the fact that it is now acceptable, I think that they would still have a creative hmm Like some sort of a wingy, punny okay. They kind have of a wing song. song.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this place smells like a... It's really, yeah.
12: really wingy in here. I'll
1: tell you one thing. Dudia would not order wild wings. He would know better than... Martine. That's a that's a downgrade for Martine on that. Dudia would not order buffalo wings here. I really feel like I need to pour, like, blue cheese in my ears to, like... Yeah. Right? Don't you feel like? What vegetable do you think of now? Celery. Celery, Yeah, Yeah, all I can think of is like little celery celery sticks. Did you guys have celery? You didn't, of course not. I guess that's what happens when and they deliver. Room. Yeah, not enough room. How many wings did eat? I don't want to talk about this anymore. I'm going to throw up as it is. <laughs> Please, At least I'm no.
12: not hungry
1: anymore. Yeah, it smells like you ate already. It's like, it's just like, oh, I'm full. And you're like, Wait, am I? I didn't eat anything for dinner yet. I'm super hungry. It just smells like. Obviously, I must have eaten. If it smells like that in here,
12: like, why does my breath smell
1: like it? <laughs> yes, you actually kind of like. It feels like it's kind of coming out of my pores now, and I don't even eat wings at all.
12: My hair is gonna smell like yeah. It for you're, a gonna week.
1: To, you're gonna like wash the the wing stink out of your hair. I eh, probably won't. Yeah, me neither. I'll live with it coming out of my pores. <laughs> Someone had buzz. Someone had wings. No, I didn't. I was just near them when they had it. What flavor? What strength wing did you order for it to smell that strong? Hot. Okay. Creative. Gonna throw Ollie out, except you, Gal. Oh, thank you. you. Can stay. And, Mike, you can stay because you didn't have any wings. Everybody else hit the hit the bricks, right? Right, Mike? Yeah. So, Gail Bennington, at, what is your name again on Twitter? It's like it's, Gail with eight N's. And it's, uh,
12: eight, yeah. Like it's Five A's <laughs>
1: and six N's or something.
12: You know, I was in a, an early joiner, joiner of Twitter. Mm-hmm.
1: So, so it's it? at
12: Gail Ann. Mm-hmm. But it's the N is triple A double N.
1: Sure, triple A
12: double N. Double
1: N. Couldn't there's no other variation on that? You
12: know, at the time it didn't seem that
1: important. What time to me. of day? I wasn't living or a night. public
12: life, and mm-hmm. so it didn't seem that uh, it didn't seem that important.
1: Mm-hmm. Somebody wants to know: Am I the only male that they don't find threatening when I yell? Hmm, well, I don't know so sad. I, I'll take it. I yell more than people probably should, <laughs> so it's probably better that it's not threatening. <clears throat> you know who doesn't take it seriously? My new dog.
12: You have a new dog. That's good so and, exciting. Good and Poochie. So many things, so many changes mm-hmm. since I I've know. last seen you.
1: I know. Good and Poochie It's the best dog going. That's the update for my dog. Anybody wants to know my dog's still better than your dog? Not your dog, literally.
12: Yeah, my dog is pretty solid.
1: Your dog. Well, I got to say, it's a pretty low endorsement of somebody for their own dog. What's your dog? Yeah, pretty solid. She's solid. <laughs>
12: She's a really solid dog, pretty, literally and figuratively solid. solid.
1: Yeah. What are you, it sounds like you're, you're trying to get people to underestimate your dog, and then suddenly they meet your dog, then you're like, see, my dog, you dog is pretty solid. My dog's <laughs> actually rules.
12: Look, here's what I'm going to say. She's, uh, she's a lot. Her looks are great. Mm -hmm. You know, she's kind. Mm -hmm. I would even say thoughtful, but that's about it. There's not, there's not any entertainment or tricks. Really? You know what I mean? Like there, you're not going to be, she's kind of similar to a cat. Mm -hmm. She's going to just sleep Mm -hmm. a lot.
1: Well, I'm going to say this. I got my dog from a shelter, older dog, three or four. Who knows? They don't know. I was sitting with this dog the other day and I had a snack, dog snack, not human snack. And I just was like going to give her one. And then like, I like was going to like throw it over for her to go chase after it. She jumps up and catches it. Oh, cool. And I'm just like, this dog's got tricks I even know about. It's like the born identity with this (laughs) dog. This dog like knows things and can do things. And now I have to like unravel the mystery. It's like, what other tricks do you know? What other secret <laughs> tricks did you learn?
12: My my dog, I it was also uh, a rescue dog and everything that she knew, she kind of came with that.
1: Okay. So, you?
12: like, I can't, I don't understand how one house trains a dog. She mm. just kind of knew it. Oh, no, like, know. right away. She just was like, nope, I'm set. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, this is great.
1: Yeah. And I want to say this, these people, go get a, Go get a dog that's a little older. There's so much, I'm not gonna put down, if you want a puppy, you go get a puppy. Look, puppies are cute. Of course they're cute. Nobody's anti-cute. Like, I think puppies are ugly. Nobody's taking that stand. Mm -mm. But you know what puppies are? Stupid. Go get a dog that's a little older. They're not stupid.
12: Have you seen the trailer for the sad dog movie?
1: I can't watch that movie. I I, I watched the commercial, uh, and then I was just like, uh-uh.
12: Do you understand what the concept of it is?
1: The dog keeps coming back to life or something?
12: Yeah, the dog keeps coming back to life reincarnated. N- Never. Do you realize what this means? This means you're going to have to witness the death of 12 dogs in one film.
1: I'm not. That's what that, it's saying. Yeah.
12: It's saying, oh, I was this dog and I was that dog. We're going to watch yeah. 12 dogs die.
1: No, that's not happening. For two hours. Mike, this is what I need you to do. And this is the, if you want one of your dumb AP, plugs, because people can go get your stupid shirt or your dumb, your dumb headshot. This guy sells headshots on this thing. Signed. He's made so much money on these things. Really?
12: He sold. That's a I, good idea because I
1: reorder them for him, and he'll be. And in my headshots.
12: Such a good impression.
1: Thank you. It sounds like him, right?
12: Yeah, it really does. I thought that was him for a second. I know, right?
1: It, I bring it was, him yep. to life. But then, this is what you're going to have to do, Mike, because Mike doesn't ever go to the movies the way a, a normal person goes to the movies. He sees movies that he buys from a guy in a in a, a, a Rite Aid parking lot mm. from the trunk. Guy sells bootleg DVDs. I need you to watch this movie, Mike. Or you're never getting another plug in your life <laughs> for what's it called? The purpose of dogs?
12: A, a dog's purpose. A
1: dog's purpose. It comes out, I think, next week. I want you to go to your guy and say to him, "I need two movies." A dog's purpose, right? And then I want you to also watch Triple X 3, Return of Xander Cage, which looks. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he has that one. Triple X 3. Two for Triple X 3. Can you imagine somebody at the theater? Two for Triple X 3.
5: It
13: happens.
1: It did happen. Millions of people said that. <laughs> they said, but can you imagine being the other one that somebody's right. like. It's at, date night. Yeah. And then somebody's going to talk on your behalf and say, you're standing next to the person as they lean into the thing. Two for triple X three. Two adults for triple X three. And you go to the Arc Light, They're like, the Arclight's a fancy LA movie theater where they you get your seat, like you get a seat assigned. Oh, that's way. nice. And then like an usher comes out and it's like, Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Arclight uh, Theater. We want to welcome you here. Uh, tonight's movie is uh Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage. Its uh running time is 101 minutes. It stars Vin Diesel and Samuel L. Jackson. And <laughs> we just want to remind everybody, please turn your cell phones off. And uh if anybody is causing a disturbance, please let us know and we'll take, it's like, it's triple X three. Really? Anybody seen that the arc light deserves what they get? It's not arc light thing. That's Cinerama dome trash. A little LA inside stuff for my lipstick city friends. So Gail Bennington at Gail N with two A's and th- three A's and two N's. You got it. You are on the radio every single day.
12: Yeah, I am.
1: As one half of Sirius XM's Bennington, <laughs> which is your last name.
12: Correct. Yeah.
1: Heard every weekday at noon.
12: Noon East.
1: Noon East and replays are somewhere on okay, satellite. Yeah, they're library. out there. They're out there. You can track them down. <laughs> what am I? What am I? The, the channel one hundred here. You go find them yourself, (laughs) the replays, scrolling through for the schedule. (laughs) No, you can find the replay yourself. And this show is on Raw Dog. Yes, your
12: favorite channel. It is.
1: It's on Raw Dog. Yeah. No, my favorite channel is Volume. (laughs) Liner Notes.
12: Also a great channel.
1: I get to listen to Trunk Nation.
12: Is that your favorite show?
1: It kind of is. To hear him race everyone to let them know that he knows them. So he's into it. Whatever. He's very exciting. He's very excited to know everyone. Well,
12: he's a great See. guy. He knows everybody.
1: He does seem like he does know everybody. Never answers my tweets, though. I always tweet him about uh UFO. he the wanna UFO.
12: Look, if you want to set something up, like maybe Oh
1: my god, I would faint if I met him. I know I'd you're faint. a big fan. I would faint if I met Eddie Trunk. Let alone Mark Goodman.
12: I was in the elevator what? with Mark Goodman this this very morning. Really? Yeah.
1: As he was getting ready for his show. Feedback. No, his show's not Feedback. I don't know. This is the problem. I hear that dumb show. Not that it's dumb. Oh, Jesus. dumb! I'm saying it in the colloquial sense of dumb. Oh, boy. Just like you'd say, yeah, that dumb dog, right? I guess I don't call my dog dumb. I call <laughs> someone else's dog dumb. Like if you see someone's dog, you're like, "Hey, stupid! What do you, you want? A, a treat?" Never yeah, seen.
12: hot seat over here. You're sh- shock jocking yeah.
1: me. No, I'm not. Because this is <laughs> clean. This show so far has been G rated. Not like the.
12: I heard. I s- heard. I heard someone in this show say LMing, so I, it's not that clean.
1: Okay, well, it's PG then. It's PG, possible. And the description would say, um, racy humor, you know, when they sometimes <laughs> say the, the descriptions on this, like where like,
12: suggestive content. I don't know. It
1: would be like bathroom humor. Like some of the boxes on the, on like the, the movie ratings, they'll say like bathroom humor, suggestive language. And then other ones are like constant drug use you're like what's this movie going to be constant drug use so you're on satellite xm i'm not going to make fun of raw dog you didn't name the channel
12: i'm very proud of that name
1: you should be proud of it
12: i'm i'm a raw dog tom i mean that's something you have to understand about me
1: now, do you feel like you are on the channel because – did you become a raw dog when you got there or is it just like, yeah, I'm home now? Like the way when no, people – I was born a raw dog. So you were born a raw dog. Yeah. Sounds like a Whelan Jennings I was, song.
12: I was howling out of the womb. <laughs> so I was howling
1: out of the womb. It's the the worst. So you – but did you feel like when you sat and you you're just like, yeah, I – did it like awaken the raw dog in you? Were you just like, or were you just like, this place is called Raw Dog? Yeah,
12: yeah, exactly. I'm where I
1: should be because exactly. I'm a raw dog. Uh,
12: yeah, that's exactly how it was. Although I do, I like that you feel like Raw Dog is this physical space. Like each <laughs> channel a... is a room in its own.
1: We're <laughs> in the Raw Dog zone.
12: I'm in listener. the dog house. But you want another thing?
1: It? You are. Yeah. You are. You Maybe you're the last one to know. The worst thing about anything is we're the last ones to know the truth about ourselves. Isn't that terrifying? Think about that. Because you're like, am I talented or not? Everybody already has an opinion on whether you are you're the one waiting for the answer. They know the answer, but nobody will say it to you. Like, man, you're not that talented. Oh jeez. And then show you gets heavy. find out at the end of your life, you're like, well, it turns out I wasn't talented <laughs> after all. And everybody's like, yeah, no kidding. We knew you weren't talented as soon as you started doing that thing you were doing. That's life. I'm
12: going to talk you off the edge tonight. Oh, I'm
1: fine. You don't have to talk me <laughs> off the edge. Sure. I was thinking about it. We'll. You know when you think about, like, getting buried or cremated or whatever it's just sure. like? I was just saying, like, yeah, you know, probably 50-50 uh, sort of coin flip for me whether they even find my body. <laughs> if,
12: if you had to pick one, what would you choose, though?
1: Um, I'll go with cremated. Right? We'll Are we'll you take- worried
12: that the brain is not destroyed or something and that you're just going to be living in a box for eternity?
1: Oh, my work will live on. I will (laughs) live on. Don't worry about that.
12: Through the magic of radio, you live on.
1: Sure. my I will live on, one way or another. What if it turns out I live on but has nothing to do with what I know about now? It's like, oh, yeah, everyone still talks about that you existed, and it's for this thing that I have no idea that would have happened to me. It's just like, yeah, you did that thing, the horrible (laughs) thing you caused. Oh, and people learned after they've heard about you were the guy who did the horrible thing that you also did a radio thing also. <laughs> did you know the guy who did that terrible thing had a radio show also?
12: It's just gonna be a footnote,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly now, Gail Bannington, yes, you. Are not just Bennington, this radio show. Sure, it's a huge part of who you are, but you do other stuff. you got your own podcast now. I do. It's I've, called?
12: It's called Gale Meets Girls. And it's a podcast where I uh, hang out with women in comedy. Yes. So it's all ladies in comedy. Mm-hmm.
1: And you've done, what, three episodes yes. now? Yes,
12: there's three episodes up.
1: And it's you talking about comedy and, and, and being a woman in comedy and yeah. everything with, with other performers and standups and, and I've heard two of the three episodes and I got to say, it's a good show. Oh, check it out. Oh, thank you so People much. People should check it out.
12: You can, uh, download it and subscribe on iTunes and then I think, uh, you, well, you can also go to, uh, the com mm-hmm. if you're not an iTunes person. Sure. And have, like a podcast tab for you.
1: So people can hear it. And you, you. how often are you going to be doing these?
12: Um, I'm doing them off. I mean, like, since I just started, uh, I think, you know, it's going to be like a bi-monthly
1: kind okay. of addition,
12: perhaps turning into weekly.
1: Mm-hmm. So bi-month. So every other month?
12: Wait. Is that what? Bi- bi- weekly. Bi-weekly. Bi-weekly. Yeah. Doesn't that sound like it should be twice a week? Though so Every time I go to say that. It seems like that would be twice in one week.
1: Well, when you want to say something takes place twice in one week, I think you say twice in one week.
12: That's not a good enough name.
1: Bi-weekly. I think that
12: bi monthly mm-hmm. should mean what bi weekly
1: means. But this chair, stupid raincoat. Sorry. I agree with you. Thank These you. keys are driving me up the <laughs> wall. I'm telling you. So I got stuck on the train last night for three hours coming back That's from terrible. Penn Station. It's like, what is this storm keeping the thing? What the train with the storm? What are we going to do if there's a real storm?
12: You got to be stronger than it. I know that.
1: New Jersey was stronger than the storm. You know, what wasn't though what? the roller coaster oh. that was out on the thing. Not stronger than the storm. Think. All those rides were in the ocean.
12: That was so weird looking. Yeah. So surreal. Yeah. It was like something that already existed, I think, in yeah. a nightmare I have.
1: It was like Planet of the Apes.
12: Like, yeah, that's exactly what it looked like.
1: It was like our Planet of the Apes with the Statue of Liberty sticking out It'd be a roller coaster sticking out of the ocean. That was the
12: Jersey version of Planet, Planet of the apes.
1: apes, which would probably be called Planet of the New Jersey apes. <laughs> probably called Jersey Apes. And that boardwalk, Seaside Heights, is the boardwalk that the show Jersey Shore was filmed on a lot of a lot of that. So you can kind of think that maybe someone upstairs was saying, I'm gonna scrub this clean at some point.
12: You know, uh yesterday I met Vinny from Jersey Shore. Really? Yeah.
1: And where was that?
12: Uh, it was at SiriusXM. Okay. You never know who's going to be come mm-hmm. through there. And uh, one of my producers, mm-hmm. she has a bit of a crush on him, and she mm-hmm. was very excited to see him. Mm-hmm. So I had them pose for a picture together. Okay. But she was so nervous that she couldn't talk. So I felt like I kind of had to keep the conversation going. I was like, "What's going on?" She was, was m- like, "She was." Don't judge. She's a very young lady. Oh, no, I'm not. She's she's young and she's excited.
1: Well, this is what I want to say to her. You want to be intimidated by people? It happens. I get intimidated by people. That's not one of the people you should be intimidated by, though. She was. Vinny from Jersey Shore. She was very
12: excited. It's...
1: Cause what 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 is it aspirational? What this guy has that she doesn't have?
12: I'm not sure what it is, but I think it was more that she was she, a she vampire? finds him. Her image
1: doesn't hold to f- film. <laughs>
12: <laughs> like he, that's
1: all he's got that she doesn't have. Yeah, right? I
12: think it was more she just thinks that he's cute, and so she got all she got all clammed mm-hmm. up. So I mm-hmm. kind of while they were posing, and I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I was kind of messing with the camera; it wasn't working, so I was uh-huh. trying to make small talk. Sure. I was like, "Hey, what are you doing a show in here? Oh, cool! What are you What are you plugging?"
1: Mm-hmm.
12: And uh, he has a new he has a new show. Uh, it's like a cooking show that he's going to do with his mom.
1: Final shot.
12: Is that Have you seen it?
1: It's called Final Shot. Well, no, that's what it is. It, I don't know if it's called Final Shot. It, oh. it, but that's what it is.
12: Okay, gotcha. Final <laughs> shot.
0: <laughs> if this I thing really don't stick, would be a it's weird over. Show. With Vinny. <laughs>
12: But yeah,
1: Jersey Shore, but it
12: was really funny because he was kind of acting a bit like a kid about it because Uh he was like, uh, it's like a cooking show I'm doing with my Mm -hmm. mom. And I was like, that's cool. And he was just like, no, it's not. I'm not even kidding. So so I go like, now I feel like I'm talking to a 14 year old. So I'm like, and then I realize like I'm talking kind of down to him. We're Uh not down, but I'm like being like a. Like a, oh, hey, kid. And I was like, no, that does sound cool. I was like, I, you know, Vinny, I do a show with my dad every day. And he was like, you do? Wait. (laughs) I I got him. That's
1: your father? Yeah. On your show? Yeah. Wait, this now, I got to think this through now.
12: Spoiler alert.
1: Oh, okay. Now it, okay, now it makes sense. (laughs) <laughs> on your show. I didn't know that.
12: So anyway. I, I know the
1: two you related.
12: Yeah. And I, you know what? I normally don't think of it, but I thought of it when I needed mm-hmm. to vi- lift Vinny's spirits. <laughs> but Vinny. I, it wasn't until afterwards I realized that I was talking to him like, no, Vinny, I think <laughs> yeah. it's cool what you do.
1: <laughs> you were, what you were saying to Vinny is like, Vinny, I do, I'm like you, but good. <laughs> I'm like you, but not garbage. <laughs> Right, I do a thing with my, with my, with one of my parents too.
4: And but he act-
1: but his I'm little not-
4: eyes lit up. He actually did seem like it helped.
1: Mm-hmm. Vinny, hang in there, Vinny. I'll be. What am I saying? I'm going to be line producing Vinny's show two years from now. <laughs> be getting yelled at by Vinny because the 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 the, the lacroix isn't cold enough. I
0: wanted, uh, purple moose. There's no purple moose here.
1: So, Gail Bennington. Tom Sharpling. You. I didn't get a chance to look at it. you. have an, uh, you're a writer now too, apparently. You're like the regular George Plimpton. <laughs> You're doing a little bit of this, a a little bit of that, that. a little
12: all over the place. You wrote
1: an article on on Huffington Post, yeah, about.
12: Uh, It is an article about women in comedy and their response to Trump. Mm -hmm. So you can find it on the Huffington Post in the comedy section, and it is the challenge for women in comedy uh, finding what's funny and what's not
1: in Mm -hmm. Trump's America. Really? And you
12: can find the link on my on my Twitter,
1: which is Ann. triple
12: A double N it's three A's. Too. You know what? That actually sounds more confusing than just finding the article. <laughs> yeah.
1: Rather than just you find the article,
12: <laughs> rather than just
1: not even googling it, but just typing anything into the right. top bar and eventually hitting on the article, rather than being, how many A's did she say was in the? This isn't her, is it? What? No. People should check that out. And check the podcast out. Thanks. And listen to the show because you're so funny on the show. You and this Thank It's you. crazy to think you've only been doing shows of radio for a, a, a less than two years now. Yeah, that's correct. That's nuts. I don't know how you do it. I'm jealous. It took me forever to get this. Uh, this is the best I've ever been. It took me to, to two-thirds of my life to get to this point.
12: Well, you're on top of it, dude. You're on well, top of the mountain.
1: Well, my trade place is with you.
12: You want to do a show with my dad? I think you and Ron Bennington should do a show together.
1: Well, look. How about this? Let's think about this.
12: Would it be a raw dog show, though? Would you go raw diggity for this show?
1: Would you do it, Tom? I couldn't do. I don't think. But this is this is Come what on. I is, look. I hope he does a show for a hundred more years, right? Uh huh. But at some point, the the proud lion's gotta say uh, he's he's gotta say enough's enough, right?
12: That's Ron you, Bennington?
1: Yeah, it's when you slide me in there. <laughs> right? Just slide me in. I'll tell you this. Like, like, <laughs> like what? Like uh like when the, the other guy joined Van Halen after Gary Sharon? I'll be like the Gary Sharone of that.
12: I think that you'd be more likely to take my retirement spot than his. There's no way Ron Bennington will ever stop doing radio. I can't imagine it.
1: All right. I'm just look, I'm trying to set up opportunities for myself.
12: I, I think you have one on Raw Dog. I think I do. But don't. you got to go
2: raw.
1: It just be like, yeah, didn't you check that toilet out the other day? <laughs>
2: That's, <so mean>. That's <laughs> not what the show is. It like. is. It's like,
1: oh <laughs> my, um, I, I saw a toilet the <laughs> other day. Yeah, you know what <laughs> I saw? <A> <laughs> urinal. <laughs> That's <laughs> not what the show is? <laughs> Oh
12: man! I mean, it sounds like uh-huh. me. I'll give you that. Yeah, because you see- are a good impressionist.
1: <laughs> that store that sells bras. <laughs>
5: like- <laughs> did you see
1: that bra store?
5: Hey, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> be- yeah.
1: No, that's not what you do. It's um, a very. I, I seriously, I love the show, and I don't get to hear it as much as I did because I have a dumb job.
12: I know now. you're a working man.
1: Oh, I'm so fancy. But you got a cool trainer. gig. you
12: Got a cool gig. It's all
1: right. It's all right. Right, Mike? Ugh. Why do I even throw it to him? <laughs> this guy.
5: Because
1: look, I don't want to talk about your support uh, staff up on that show anymore. Because that just uh, that opens a door that doesn't get the toothpaste gets out of the tube. You can't put it back in the tube.
12: Oh, I would never.
1: But you got some kind of crew up there, right?
12: Oh yeah, I have a. I have a crew that I run with. Yeah. Sure.
1: Yeah. When you see this, this lineup out there, right? You see Mike, you see Dudio, He's mm-hmm. not here tonight. He's know. God knows where he is. You film. see Pat. Let me ask you this. Would anybody on the Bennington staff order wings during the show?
12: Uh no, I can't imagine that to happen. Okay. However, yeah. you know it's a way to do a show. You know what I mean? Like we you mean, didn't write so, the rule book. You know what I mean? It's just the way we do it over. Well, over that's, a whole, XM. See, that's the thing with Raw Dog. I just don't know.
1: <laughs> but with the, but, like the Raw Dog thing, wouldn't you just be like eating the wings? And be like, who cares? And then like the. 60s on 6 guy is going to walk in and be like, I was trying to, what are you doing? I'm trying to play Gary Lewis and the Playboys. It smells like wigs in here now.
12: You know what I would like to do? I what? would like to one day for one show and think about this. Okay. F- Freaky Friday, our staff. Oh. And see what happens.
1: My gut feeling was... You know, you have to just trust your gut. I was like, no way. Why? Don't you think that would be fun? Oh, it would be fun. But my... What's your concern? I feel like the downside for me... Because this is what happens with my setup here. Mm -hmm. This is what we have to do here that you don't have to do. We have to turn everything on here Mm -hmm. and keep it running. Like...
12: They turn things on. No, but they it, turn they things know, on. It's Tom. not
1: like it goes off, like to where it's off. Off.
12: Things get turned off. <laughs> not Tom. off to the
1: degree oh, that they this know gets how turned. to turn things when I'm, off. I'm sure they do. When I'm doing this, though, it's off. When we're done, there's not another thing after it. There, it keeps going. Sure, we have best show 24 seven the the 24 hour seven day a week. uh Radio station we launched over at thebestshow.net dot net slash two four seven. You can hear all sorts of things. I just want, let me just. It's very
12: one. exciting, by it the is, way, right? It, very much so.
1: That we launched this. what Was I watching today? I'm just going to play a second of. Let me see what's on it right now.
12: All right, let's listen.
1: I was listening to this dumb Lou Reed song, Egg Cream. It's maybe the dumbest song I ever heard in my life. It's definitely his worst song. I was listening to this.
2: You okay, that's what
1: okay. I, no. that I'm nope. looking for an open window here. Thebestshow.net slash 247. Now, let's see what's live on it right now. Best mm. kids on my end of town, mm-hmm. so it wasn't this, like, compacted, high my you know, like, voice you know universe of kids with, the, with the full dynamic. Was a was this was Mischief Night, was 2001. Night 2001, you know. Yeah. But over there, it was, you know, it was like Mischief Night City. All right.
9: Yeah, I, with, I remember where I was growing up. But was it when did I you was ever
1: see that movie, Mischief Nights? You know what the most troubling thing about that was? <laughs> it's 2017 right now. And I think I'm still having the same conversation in one form or another that I was having in 2001. The things I was saying just haven't stopped. Me just saying, hey, remember that movie, Mischief Night City? Just lying about a movie that didn't exist. Like, that could have happened yesterday.
12: Yeah, but you did get uh, get that voice to drop.
1: I did. Because now my voice is deep. <laughs> like a grown-up. Anybody calls himself a grown-up is not, like, no adult.
12: I'm, and you have to yell it, too. Yeah. I'm a grown-up.
1: Yeah. It's like when a kid would, like, prank call, be like,
0: Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, hi, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm a grown-up. And I, uh, want to know, uh, what Like, no adult has
1: ever said, I'm a grown
0: <laughs> Yes, hi, uh, I want to ask, uh, if, uh, if I could talk to someone there. I'm a grown-up.
1: And I... Prank phone calls. Did you make prank phone calls as a kid?
12: Uh, I did. I don't remember any of them specifically because they only really happened at sleepovers. I don't mm-hmm. ever remember doing it, like, on my downtime, like, alone mm-hmm. at home. But I definitely remember doing it with, like, groups of girls mm-hmm. during sleepovers. And sometimes those, like, prank calls would be, like, not just to random places but to, like, boys we liked. or
1: Sure. I'm... Made some pranks. This is what I'm going to say because we're talking about this in the great unburdening.
12: Oh yes, let let's unburden.
1: I'm going to let one out now, Mike. Why am I saying? this? Why do I talk right to him? I've got so many people. I got somebody sitting in this studio right, right across from me. I'm just like here talking. talking through the wall. I'm sorry, Gail Ben. No, that's all right. Three a's, two ends. I worked at a music store, mm-hmm. and. Get the mail, the music store. was me and this other guy ran the store. This is when I was in uh, college. Is this why it took me seven years to get through a two-year school? Yeah, this is probably why. (laughs) I was working full-time at a music store and building my class schedule around my work schedule and not tending to a lot of things. So mail shows up. Open it. Suddenly, what's in this envelope? <gasps> Four tickets to see David Bowie in concert, right, at, like, Giant Stadium. And I'm like, well, these, we didn't order these. And I look, and they got the the street number right, but the street name wrong. So I was like, well, these this is meant to go somewhere else. So I go to that place with these tickets. And then I, it's a pizzeria. And I go in, I'm like, yeah, hi, uh, I work in town at a music store and, uh, we got these David Bowie tickets and, uh, they're addressed, to, the address is for you guys here. And, uh, I just want to bring them in. Guy okay, Takes the envelope, opens it, looks at the tickets and he goes, yeah, I just want to make sure they're all there. And then mm-hmm. goes back to the pizza. No, thank you. No, oh, my God, I can't believe it. He counts it. First of all, yeah, I'm going to steal one of the tickets and then sit next to you at the show. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, there's only three here? <laughs> and then then two months later, we're at the David Bowie show, and I'm next to him. Hey, aren't you the guy who brought all the t- t- tickets back, but one was missing? Well, me? Oh, I don't know if that's me. So I'm just like, you... So then some time passes. I prank phone call this guy. This was... This prank phone call was like... I was so in the zone on this prank. Did I tape it? Yeah. Do I have a tape of it? I certainly do. <laughs> have I listened to it 5,000 times over the course of my life? Yup. <laughs> I called this guy guy and I was questioning whether stuff was fresh at the place and I was winding this guy up oh my god this was masterful It's like, what kind of toppings do you have and he's naming all the toppings and it's like are you sure they're fresh and he's like they're fresh They're fresh. and I'm like because I got a pizza it was not good from you this was but do I feel bad about it yeah this one's not so much this is not a bad unburdening, but it's something I've never told anyone before. So there you go. A bad one. I remember being probably eight years old, walking along with a family friend and he was telling me about how, uh, he didn't make the baseball team. He was older than I was and he was telling, saying how he didn't make it. And I said, uh, it's probably cause you weren't good enough. <laughs> and then I do remember him. Seeming a little hurt by that. Does it haunt you? That one haunts me.
12: That one straight
1: up haunts me. That I said something that rude to somebody as a kid. Yes, that one haunts me. Are
12: you you sorry? Truly sorry for uh, it? Yeah.
1: Look, I was dumb. I was a dumb kid. You're doing what a dumb kid did, which was do dumb things. But it was not nice. And that's the kind of thing that. I remember people saying mean stuff to me and not forgetting any of it. So, I, to give one of those to somebody is not a great feeling. So, there you go. I have unburned myself.
12: Well, you know what, Tom? What? You are forgiven. Where
1: is it? <laughs> See, I'm doing everything here. If Dudia was here, this to be queued up.
12: I mean, you know what, Tom? What? You...
1: Thank you. R keep, keep, keep going.
12: Okay. Four.
1: It's gotta be in here somewhere. Give. It was on the. Uh, mm. I want to play the dumb. I want to play the dumb album. Tom, you're killing me. I please. I'll just serve it here. Okay. Ba, ba, here we go. Oh,
12: no, I don't want that. Ba,
1: Forgiven, I'm letting that go. That happened good. Let's see if anybody on the phones have any unburdenings that they want to do. We have Gail Bennington here. Three A's, two N's at on Twitter at Gail Ann, not three A's and two N's in Bennington because then you're just like,
12: no, that's confusing. Yeah, well, the whole thing's confusing.
1: Best show.
6: Oh, good morning, Thomas. This is President Presley talking from the fourth universe. Oh, my what God! What the God. hell is going on with you people? And this President Trump over there watching you on the Intercontinental Television. Uh, hey, Tom.
1: Hey, Avalanche oh, I, wait, I know who this is. This is Avalanche Bob. You got it, man. How you doing? Gail, do you know who this is?
12: I don't know Avalanche Bob. Avalanche Bob is a guy met. who
1: calls the show. He's a rock and roll pioneer. He has been doing music since literally since the '50s, and he is the inventor of what kind of music,
6: Bob? Rockin' and punk and rock and yodeling punk rock and roll, snowboarding rock.
1: It's yodeling snowboard rock.
12: Okay, good.
1: So, what's going on, Avalanche, Bob?
6: Hey, uh Tom, you remember that song I sang on your show of uh, the day that hate died? Well, I just killed hate again because, um, uh, I just put that song because I think it's so important right now on my Facebook, and I put on there I love again uh love against the hate hate uh, love love will win and something like that, and uh I put it on there because it's so important right now, uh even though it's gonna be on the album and with a full instrumental and everything else. Uh I just thought it was so important right now I put this song on my Facebook. And also on there is some Yodel and Punk, too.
1: So people can check that out on your Facebook, which is where now?
6: Uh Robert Kirby at Facebook.com.
1: Now, Avalanche Bob, AP Mike, you know he's also a musician like you. He does not have the rock and snowboard sound you have. Mike has the kind of thing that's more like, how'd you get my number, Right like one of the like like phone like phone solicitor slash how'd you get my number like 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 you're ready for him to start heavy breathing is when mike does a thing you know what i mean avalanche bob
6: yeah he puts it out in the universe He's putting the music goddamn what he does god forbid he gets it back
1: oh. <laughs> Bayonne's going to be in trouble if it comes back so would you in any what if you were to do a super jam with Mike doing his, because Mike has Of his, course, he
6: can go to Maloney's with me on San Patrick's Day.
1: He will, yes. Mike, mark this down in your iCal. Oh,
6: Here's is. He is my <laughs> iCal. Oh, the bloody stone. <laughs> You're
1: going to be at Maloney's with Avalanche Bob on St. Yep, Patrick's Day. Yes, I'm going
6: desk. to be at Maloney's on St. Patrick's Day, and we're going to do a big show there.
1: I can't wait. I'll be there too, maybe. <laughs> I'd love to see you, Tom. Thanks, Brad. Wait, oh, St. Patrick's No I can't. Oh. Oh. Fudge. I just looked at my, my eye cow and I can't do it. Hey, Mike? Remember you're doing that on St. Patrick's Day. Any chance Saint Patrick's Day, Maloney's?
12: Uh me? Uh, yeah, Gal. yeah I can't. No. I have so many St. Patrick's Day mm-hmm. lands. Just can't even pick. Whatever.
1: Well, you're going to need to wash that wing stink out of your hair. Finally, <laughs> that's
12: going to take some. People can be like,
1: "It's been three months, Gail. <laughs> it's time to wash that." Your your hair smells like n- like New Jersey hot wings. <laughs> it's
12: my signature scent.
1: <laughs> so that would be I just your-
12: dab a little bit. Behind the ears, a little on uh-huh. the
1: wrist. And then people are like, why do you have orange splotches <laughs> all over your, I see them on your wrist, you have one on each of your wrists, and is that, are they on your neck mm-hmm. also?
12: Yep.
1: It just, it smells, and it smells very strong. People are you like. You just need a little. <laughs> you just need, and then people would be like, I think you still need less <laughs> than what you have. Let's go back to the hot phones, best show.
9: Hey, Tom. Hi, Gail. Uh, this is Sean in Orange County.
1: Sean in Orange County, California, right?
9: That is correct. Uh, last night I was at the Arclight in Hollywood and I saw A Dog's Purpose. No. Oh, no.
1: Yes. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Does a, How many dogs die in this dumb movie? Just be honest. Let me see if I can guess. Okay, you said twelve.
12: I said twelve dog deaths one film.
1: Too high. Seven. Ah, uh, five. Five dogs. That's uh, five do too that. many. Uh, oh, you know well, you're comfortable with that? That's horrible. You're just like, oh, that's in my comfort zone. Five dogs? Yeah, I can watch that. Well, the first is <laughs> terrible. Person is
9: just implied,
12: and. I'm, they're implied deaths.
9: No, no, no. The first one is implied. Mm-hmm. The rest are trying to Jurassic? make you cry. Okay. I don't want to watch this movie. I don't want to see
12: it. I don't want to. Did see you
9: it. know the voice of the dog narrator is Josh Gad?
12: I I do know that.
9: And it 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 is really creepy and perverse.
12: What you sound Alexis. like
9: Josh Gad actually? Oh God!
1: Oh Gad!
12: Oh god. Oh gad! Oh my gad!
1: Yeah, you have a you have a gad you have a, a little gad in your voice there, son.
3: Oh, hurts me. Look, Jesus.
9: do a different voice. But, I don't know what to tell you, bro. I have also seen Triple X: Return of Xander Cage.
12: Which uh-huh. one's better? And that's
9: oh uh, Xander Cage.
12: Really? Because
9: mm-hmm. that's delightfully stupid. Yeah.
1: Is he just? In at any point in the movie, is he just like, yeah, this is so much fun? Like he's so dumb. Look, he seems like an Vin Diesel seems like he'd be all right.
12: How many dogs die in that movie? Yeah,
1: zero. Zero dogs. I won't be saying. How many humans? Um, countless. Speaking of dogs dying in movies, John Wick Part Two. Coming out. Gail, have you seen John Wick part one?
12: Uh I saw some of it. I fell asleep. What? I fell asleep. How can you fall I, asleep during I, John Wick? I turned it, I put it on really late. Mm-hmm. Uh okay. you know.
1: It's supposed to energize you. Right? I think
12: that I was not able to get over, mm-hmm. you know.
1: The one dog. The
12: the one dog. But died. do you know
1: what happens in the end of it? Do you it want me to, to tell life? you? No, the dog doesn't come back to life. Oh. Look, this movie's been out. The sequel's coming out in 2 weeks.
12: Is it it's kind of like a it's like a sequel to All Dogs Go to Heaven. Wick, right? Like it's the same idea. It's not as not as same much premise. of
1: that. No. Cuz this is what happens. And I can say this now cuz people everybody's like don't spoil it. You had 3 years you had a to lot of time. find out what happens. I'm okay to John with Wick.
12: it. But the dog comes back to life.
1: No, the dog doesn't come back to life. This is what mm. happens. John Wick in a, in a nutshell, he's a hitman type dude, gets out of the game, uh, so he could go marry his, uh, wife. His wife gets sick, dies, sends him a dog, sends, sends him a dog, uh, for, for after he dies, he gets a little dog, so there's a piece of him, her, go, to be with him. These, uh, these hoodlums wanna steal his car. And he won't sell it to them, so they uh, smash, they smash into his house, beat him with a pipe, and then they steal his car and then kill his dog. And then for the rest of the movie, he kills everyone. And over and over in the movie, people are screaming, "It was just a car and just a dog." And I gotta say, he didn't ask for this. You brought it to his doorstep. If it's just a car, go get your own car. That's his. That's John Wick's car. If it's just a dog, you go get your own dog. He mows down every human till he's at the end. He limps, bleeding into this, this animal shelter, uh-huh. right? And then he gets these, he staples himself with dog staples. Okay. To keep, so he's so not think- going to bleed. Okay. Well, yeah, a dog gets staples. Okay. Right? You know a dog can get staples. Sure. Right?
12: Yeah. Okay. So there's like a time.
1: dog, it's not a stapler. It's a, sta, it's not a staple gun either. That makes it sound like. All right. So he 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 does that to himself, and then he sees his dog in a cage. What? And he pops the cage. His dog was ready to get put down, and then the, the final scene is John Wick and his new dog walking down the street.
2: That's beautiful.
1: And really, and they show in the trailer for John Wick Part Two, they show a house blow up. It, and oh
2: no! The dogs in there. Oh no! They, they
1: make a definite point of showing the, the dog outside the house. You're just like, oh, they didn't kill a, this next dog because
12: it would have got. It would have been like the Taken movies, whereas yeah. it's just like you can't keep getting taken. Come
0: <sighs> on! I think you got to stop killing my
1: dogs. <laughs> this is his eighth. You idiot! That was John Wick's eighth dog. We've killed eight of his dogs. Can you
12: imagine if John Wick was in a dog's purpose? I mean with that many dogs. He should
1: be. He should I'll tell you this if John Wick was in a dog's purpose, one dog would die. (laughs) That's it. And And
12: never again. The rest of the Dennis Wade
1: would have died next (laughs) in that movie. Not not dog number two. It would have been every other human would have died in a dog's purpose. I'm telling you. I don't know what they did to him in John Wick 2. Right? What's he just like?
12: Yeah. He's mad about the house, I guess, right?
1: That was my ferret. My ferret was in that house.
2: He loves pets.
1: <laughs> he just like... Yeah. Like he's just running a pet store. yeah. <laughs> and then it's just like... Maybe that's a pet store that blew up. I hope not. So, five dogs die. Uh, about... About (laughs) He was so confident before Yeah, you were like five
0: (laughs) dogs die. Now you're like four graphic (laughs) deaths. Now you're like four to eight dogs die in the movie. (laughs) It is just a parade of dog deaths. It's very, very That's precisely
12: what I was trying to avoid, sir.
1: Could you imagine? Two for a dog's purpose. Right? And then you'd be like you'd be like, Hey, maybe we see uh, Triple X uh, return of Xander Cage a second time, rather than a dog's purpose. Thanks for the call, this ghoul, weird guy getting off on the dog's die.
12: That trailer came on my TV, I wouldn't even let my dog
1: watch it. Really?
12: I turned her little head away, mm-hmm. and then I just whispered, Bertie, you're never going to die.
1: Okay, that's weird, but... You, Gail Bennington... Yeah? There's a thing I'm gonna talk about in a second. That you are you are responsible for something that has that is one of the most polarizing things on this show over the last six months. Oh my god. You over the summer maybe talked about the huh challenge. hmm Right? Yeah, I did. And you plugged these videos and I heard you talk about it. Like, yeah. Oh, these are the meanest things I've ever seen and it's basically High school kids roasting other high school kids yeah. in the meanest possible way. Mm-hmm. And then going,
2: hum! Hum! at the end of it. Yeah.
1: Pat just went, oh, Pat hates it so much. Why? So, because he, because, and inspired by that, I strung together, a, 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 like I, a, all, I removed all the insults and just put the ha's together. Oh, good. And if you wanted to know, what the, and I've been playing it, and people, Pat hates it so much. Let's see, where's the sound clip here? Here's uh, Coach K uh, saying that uh, Bobby Hurley had diarrhea, which is why he left the court. Hold on. Well, he came up to me and says, Coach, I got diarrhea. Could you imagine you play for a college basketball program and the coach tells the nation <laughs> that The reason you ran off the court because you went up to him like, Coach, I got diarrhea And then he just tells the sideline guy Well he came up to me he said, Coach, I got diarrhea. Like you couldn't you couldn't soften that at all. Let's see, where is it here? Here we go. All right. This is what it sounds like when you remove The insults. All the insults, in it. That's on a loop, and then here's a second set of
2: them.
1: People hate that so much.
13: I don't know why. I really don't know why.
1: So if you want to blame Pat, you blame Gail. You know, your name. your name is not Pat anymore, by the way. You know what it is now, wingman. (laughs) Wingman.
12: My name is Pat, and I love wings. Ah!
1: (laughs) That's what I I do appreciate you pulling your head away from the mic without. That's a pro for you. Horrifying. That's
12: a pro for you.
1: That's the thing. Under two years in the biz, you pull your you pulled your head away from the mic rather than shriek. Oh yeah. Wingman, See, Dudio got his nickname, the dude who built the studio. Dudio, you think he wanted that? That is a pretty cool name. You but... think it, it kind of is, though. You think AP Mike wanted his nickname? Snooze? <laughs> oh, wait, that's the one he doesn't know. That's the, that's the behind-the-back nickname. Sorry, Mike. Look, Mike, I didn't start Snooze. They did. And when I say they, I'm still trying to get to the bottom of it. And if I figure out who started this snooze thing, I'm telling you right now, first thing I do, Mike, I'm wrapping them right in the nose, right? I'm gonna, you know what I'm gonna do? Show them their own blood. It's the first thing you do, Mike. You show them their own blood, and they can't handle it. But now we got wingman. Do you like that nickname, Pat? No, he doesn't. Well, you know what I don't like? The stink of buffalo wings that will be permeating the studio until Easter. Because in January, you got to hanker in for some wings. And now my studio stinks like I'm running, like I'm working on the boardwalk.
12: Somehow it's getting stronger.
1: I think it is. <laughs> like I can't are, breathe. He, two hours ago he said there was one wing left. How is it getting stronger?
14: Uh, I want to say it wasn't worth
1: it. What's that wingman?
5: <laughs>
1: it was good. It. It I'm glad it was. Do you mind, Wingman? What do you would you rather? I do. I could either never play the Ha huh Challenge audio oh. again, or. Make sure this wingman thing gets nipped in the bud. All right.
14: There's 20 minutes left in the show. Can I think about
1: it? Think that? about it. Right. One okay. of the two will happen. One of the two. <laughs> yes.
2: They're both, both going to keep happening. I'm
12: pulling for a challenge to stay.
1: It's going to stay. Don't worry. Then I'll favorite. just
12: call him
2: Hunt.
1: <laughs> You'll call him huh. We'll call, call him the Hunt challenge killer. Right? So his nickname will change. Party pooper. Best show. Hello? Hi. Hi, yes, I have a burden. Sorry, what's that now? I have oh. a burden. You have a burden, and you yes, want to sir. be
11: unburdened. Yes, sir.
1: So let's hear this burden,
11: young man. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and this, this, it's uh, Jay, by the way. Hi, um, Jay. You're here hi, with hi. Gail. Hi, Jay. Hello, Gail. Uh, this happened 26 years ago. Uh, ninth grade, drama club.
1: Where, where are we now? Where in the, where in America are we, Jay?
11: Oh, this, this is in Cooper City, Florida. Mm. South Florida. Gale country. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The motherland. Gale grew up in Florida.
11: <laughs> oh, yeah. I was there until I was, uh, just before I turned 16 and came up, up to Georgia.
1: Mm. moving on up sideways
11: move
1: yeah.
12: <laughs> yeah
11: i i left um well i moved up to the south because yeah that was not the south down sure.
12: florida's its own
11: thing yeah so you went up to the i would yeah i was raised like a a a you know a, a uh like half puerto rican half jewish but it it, it was not the south <laughs> okay um
1: so you're in drama club
11: Island Drum Club, ninth grade, and we put on a, uh, excuse me, a, a, yeah, now I can't speak.
1: A, you got it. Don't worry.
11: A Christmas Carol. Um, and I didn't get a main role, but I had a couple parts. I was, I was Peter Cratchit. And Peter also, Cratchit? Uh, I was Peter Cratchit. Who's Peter and also Cratchit? Peter Cratchit, That's that's, that's, that's. The, the son who lives oh, okay. in the in Robin. the uh, Christmas gotcha. future, who like reads the Bible verse and says, "Oh, oh, we all missed him."
12: Tiny Tim's older brother,
11: Peter. Christ. Right, gotcha. and I was also um, young Scrooge, mm-hmm. like 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 Double the cast. the young adult Scrooge, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, we we ran the show for about four nights that week, and. Um, on the last night, it was the scene where Bell comes to Scrooge to tell him that, you know, obviously, you don't care about me anymore. It, uh, you're all about money. Here's your ring back. I'm through with you. Mm-hmm. And what happened is, um, for, some, for some reason, I thought the next line was Bell's line but it was my line next. Okay. So I wasn't saying anything, and I was sitting there looking at her, waiting for her, like my memory had, I guess, had had, had jumped over my line, and I was waiting sure. for her to talk. Sure. And, she, and she's looking at me, waiting for me to talk. And I have no idea how long it actually lasted, however many seconds or hours that there was silence and over on the other side of the stage, uh, Dave, who, who was playing Scrooge, saw what was happening. and said, oh, spirit, take me away from this. And, and they did a blackout. Uh, yeah. Mercifully, you know, blackout. And we, you know, and we left the stage. And I don't know when it came up, because I I, I had another role, and everyone was, was moving around all the time. So I don't know when it came up, but by the time the play was done that night um the girl who who was playing bell came up to me and and told me you know what happened and I I do not remember what I said um not exactly but just like Mm -hmm. oh it was oh it was my line I I thought it was your line uh you know and um and she and she and she told me that 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 was her her favorite scene and the speech Mm -hmm. that 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 she would give, um, that she didn't get to give, and that her her parents were there because it was the last. It was Friday night. It was the last night, and she didn't get to do the scene that she really loved doing. Oh, yeah, and it didn't. It's not. I didn't know her very well, but it's not like she didn't like like. Give me a cold shoulder the rest of the school year so, or
1: anything. So you've been haunted by this for twenty nine years that you took her moment from her.
11: Yeah, and it's just it it didn't come up again and I was just like, Oh, I'm sorry, you know, uh, you know, that was misunderstanding, but she said, That was you know, I really wanted to do that yeah. speech. My parents were out there. So there's no and, good there's
1: no bad guy here. It's not like you you, you messed up.
11: Yeah, but you but can't get fact, it off
1: your conscience, can you? Right?
11: But he, but, but in fact, that, that she told me that I, I I lost it, and my parents didn't get to see me do the scene that I love doing. Mm. And again, no one ever brought it up to it's me the, again.
1: It's almost like that thing where uh, if a parent says, "I'm not mad,
11: I'm just disappointed." Disappointed. And since December 1989, it's it's one of the I had to pick one because oh. whenever.
1: What's your name again, Junior? uh, uh, Jay. Jay? Well, maybe Jay might be short for Junior, so I'm actually going to stick to... Jay? No, it's Jay, yeah. Okay, all right, well. Jay? (laughs) Yes, sir? You've been haunted by this for a long time.
7: Like Scrooge.
1: you (laughs) You want to know what, Jay? What's that? Take a deep breath in and hold it, hold it. Right. You didn't hold it. i hold it. Well, you're not because you just said you're holding it. You can't I'm talk and it. hold that. Okay. Now slowly exhale.
11: Exhale. I am. I am.
1: How come you didn't go?
11: <laughs> so we go I we can
1: quietly. All right. <laughs> You've got it out of your system now, Jay. Jay? Yes. It's out. Let it go. You were a dummy. You messed up on stage. You're not an actor. You're not a professional. You blew it. That girl doesn't even remember this moment. Her parents don't remember. You've been carrying this thing. No one else remembers this. Right? Nope. Right, Gail? That's true. 1989. (laughs) What would you say to this guy, Gail?
12: I would say, is there any possibility you could get a reunion?
1: I don't like this.
12: Everybody takes the same roles, and you and her reenact the same scene you never got to yeah, do. Sounds like I would ask. I love. To, I think it's a great I, idea. Facebook, I'd find to, her.
11: I, I, I don't I, like that idea. Kristen, I don't think it's possible. She's I mean, out there I, and
12: she wants to do the scene. I bet.
11: I realized not too long, not too long after that, I wasn't going to be an actor. And I had to find something else to do.
1: Yeah. She's not uh, at home saying right now. If only I had... That's like a bad movie is what that's going to
12: Right, Jay, you can do it.
1: Jay? Yes? Who are you going to listen to? Your old pal Tom or this...
12: This lady over this, here. This <laughs> lady you don't know.
1: Unsteady raw dog. Yeah, I'll give you precedence. No. Thank you. I'm not raw, Jay. You
11: know that. <laughs> yes, I know.
12: I feel like my answer was anything but raw. Deep down, sensitive, sweet. No, okay. I think
11: I think that Gail mean, has a message. And I think of, we should do closure. This yeah.
12: this show here on the best show, and Tom, <laughs> <don't>
4: Tom, <laughs> play the part of True.
2: I don't know. I no. think the local yeah. carol kinda, that's he's gonna make it happen,
12: <laughs> and you'll pay for their travel as well, Tom. <laughs> and uh per diem for Fine. each of okay, them, please. Per
1: diem. Just a $35 a day per diem, though. Nothing I was, Jay, I don't you'll do on, it, on,
12: won't you, Jay? I'm uh, um,
11: still exist. <laughs> Couldn't find her. All right, Jay.
12: Away, <laughs>
11: Jay. <laughs> yes, sir. No, Jay. Yes.
1: You've been carrying this for so long, but Jay, you are forgiven. Ah,
2: thank you. Uh,
1: See, that's the kind of stuff we can do when, that's the, beautiful. when, the, when the Proud Lion hangs it up.
12: <laughs> when he hangs that microphone,
1: when he hangs those headphones up, finally. <laughs> right?
12: Yeah, I just kind of feel like you didn't take my suggestion. This is, the only is, thing. This if, is what I picture happening. great
1: radio. On a Friday, on a Friday, <laughs> I'm going to get a call from you. Mm-hmm. You're going to say,
10: Proud Lion's hanging it up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Be here Monday at noon. <laughs> right.
10: Would we
12: call it the
8: Bestington
12: Best show?
1: The Bestington show. You call it, you call it, you call it I'll just be one of the dimwits, uh, one of the satellite dimwits. Right? All right. Best show.
13: Hi. Um, my name's Kelly. I'm calling from Cary, North Carolina. Um, I've called once before, but I had something for the topic tonight. I had a burden as well. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm really nervous for calling.
1: Allie, first yes. of all, relax. I'm here. <laughs> I'm not going to be mean to you. We're here to help you unburden yourself. This is not a mean thing. Look, if you were calling channel ninety nine on Sirius XM, God knows what they'd say <laughs> to you. Do to you there. You're not. They're calling the best cusses show.
12: Cusses
1: and- yeah, they'd say. You'd probably say, I have a an unburdening, and they would just say something like you ever see vomit
2: so right Vom. <laughs> they
1: would just say like vomit right? Mm-hmm. Did you see that bra <laughs> store just opened?
2: <laughs> bra? Yeah. That's They're what selling I do.
1: bras All day. <laughs> all night. Brought nothing but bras. This
12: guy's a real jerk. You're gonna take advice from him?
1: <laughs> now, Kelly. Mm-hmm. What's the story?
13: Well, this has been kind of an interesting year for me, and I got inspired by the girl who called from the next town over from Raleigh earlier. I was also diagnosed something this year, but it's a little more. Mental. I got. They actually, got diagnosed with bipolar disorder this year, and I've been thinking over my life and everything I've really done, and how my best friend. I don't know how she puts up with me because every time something happens, she's always the one who has to catch me, and I feel like I've been the biggest jerk to her because she's had to basically hold me up through all of this and all me trying to fix like that. And though she's told me no, it's fine, no, it's okay. I still feel like I've burdened her, and that's just been kind of something that's been sitting on my back for, you know, now for months. And I know that's kind of, like, the, the most, like, heavy thing that I could probably right. say, but, yeah. Kelly.
1: It's all right. Do you talk to your friend about this stuff?
13: Mm-hmm. I mean, she was actually over here earlier. Um, we are working on, she's the person I make costumes with, and we work on stuff. Um, so we're always working together and we're here, like, she's basically like my sister. We've known each other for 11 years, but I just, I feel like she takes the brunt of everything because she's so close to me.
1: Well, you know what? Are you, you got diagnosed. Are you taking care of yourself?
13: Oh yeah, I have, I'm seeing two different doctors for everything. I'm actually about to be in a study for stuff too. Alright,
1: right, well look, you're taking care of it, so you take care, she knows that she's not gonna she knows that she's still you were hanging out with her tonight she knows you're taking care of it she knows you're not perfect just what you can do is to keep taking care of it and keep taking and keep working on it and keep getting better and that's what you can do and you just tell her how important she is to you and that you you know you understand that she's a human too and it might not always be easy but you're doing the work Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> that means a lot. Look, you keep doing it, Kelly. You <laughs> are. And I'm not going to let this raw dog talk enter this one. This is nice. This is nice stuff that happens on the best show. I don't want to hear talk about a urinal cake yeah, I'm thrown into the middle of this moment. <laughs>
12: plus, I, I couldn't really work in a reenactment of a play into this yeah, one. I was racking the brain, but I
1: couldn't get it. Yeah. Kelly. You are forgiven.
13: Thank you so, so much. You have a good
1: night. You take care. <laughs> Bye. Bye. You are, you,
2: are you, are you are forgiven. You are forgiven. You are
1: forgiven. You are forgiven. Did you ever see them do this? Did you ever see the video on this? No, it's I've the never. greatest thing ever.
12: Tom, I feel like everyone's been unburdened but me.
1: We're getting there. We're getting there.
12: It's just like, it's like weighing on me. Don't worry.
1: Hold on. I'm just listening to Mike talk out there.
12: They're having a real chit-chat out there.
1: He's screening calls. Oh. He shapes the calls. He he looks at himself as kind of like the Michelangelo of the show.
12: It's going to be really interesting when we Freaky Friday, our, our staff. And so who
1: would be screening calls then?
12: So that would be Jen would be okay. screening calls.
1: She'd, she'd be screaming, she'd be like,
0: do you want to talk about Vinny? Yeah.
1: Um, she'd be like, so the topic is... Uh, Vinny related. Jersey Shore alumni. <laughs> and the cooking shows that they're on with their parents. What do you have for the topic? <laughs> so she'd be screening calls.
12: Yeah.
1: Who would be handling all the tech stuff?
12: I would imagine this this would be Vito would be in. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah. He is a great fella. Yeah. And as
1: so Mike is Jen.
12: Mike is Jen in this circumstance.
1: Pat is.
12: Pat would be Vito.
1: I think Dudio would be Vito.
12: Oh, Dudio would be Vito. Yeah. Okay.
1: So that makes wingman is who? Wingman would be Chris Stanley. Chris Stanley. This uh basic uh this prevert who's uh <laughs> doing uh god knows what. I hear these things and I, I
12: He uh, claims to be having a lot of consensual
1: lming. Uh-huh. Okay. That's wow. what he's saying. Because he's a a single...
12: He's a single guy. He's out on the town. Yeah. And uh, he's uh, he's doing well for himself. Can you imagine? In fact, I think he's on a date right now. As
1: we Oh, goody. Picture it. Picture your... Mm -hmm. You swiped. Which way do you swipe when it's positive? You
12: swipe right Mm -hmm. when you like it Mm -hmm. and left when you don't.
1: So you swiped right. And then... Then you're like, what? Hey, let's meet at uh, mm-hmm. that wing place in the <laughs> Yeah,
12: obviously. Let's meet at Atomic Wings. Right.
1: Let's meet at Atomic Wings. And then you're there sitting, and then suddenly he's in the doorway. And then you're, like, looking down at the picture and, like, trying to, like... Have you seen the picture he uses?
12: I have, yeah. Uh-huh. It's a picture of him. He's very niced up, and it's uh-huh. like... um. Mm -hmm. It's like a a split screen, Uh and he's Uh on one side, and on the other, it's uh, Jackie Gleason as a comparison, Uh like as though he looks like a young Jackie Gleason.
1: Sure. Well, what a – this is the thing. (laughs) Chris Chris, Mm -hmm. on the show, the thing – the reason he would be like Mike is because both of them hawk garbage. Mike has this apmike.bandcamp.com where you get these masses shirts, and yeah. Chris sells these dumb, this dumb merch. The He's one shirt I bought, I bought, I bought the shirt it fell apart while I was wearing it.
12: What'd you do to it?
1: I just put it on and it started crumbling, hmm. and then I I washed my car with it. Oh, that's right, something. and ruined my car. Oh God! Yeah, a day later, my car crashed.
12: But it was a good product overall.
1: Overall, it was a satisfying shopping experience, Good. yes, but.
12: Um, yeah, they probably would be the more official switch.
1: Yeah, because Mike has this stuff over at APMike.BankHemp.com. I'm going to see if I can get you a headshot. How's I exact?
12: would love that. I would absolutely love that because, you know, I wanted to ask earlier, but I was a little shy.
1: Do you have any here, Mike?
12: Why not?
1: What? Modesty. Modesty. All right, best show. How's it going, Tom? Oh, I know who this is. Oh, this, Gail, It's Fred from Honolulu. Ah, oh, no. Right?
3: Can't do an anonymous one
1: now. Yeah, no, you can't. Well, I know it's you because you call you call at the end of the show every time. <laughs> Apparently, I'm you, sorry. You you. That's kind of a giveaway that it's you.
15: Work ran long today, Tom. Look,
1: let's let's we can strip the mystery this way. I work with Fred <laughs> now. And I want to say this. It's a joy Hi, seeing. Yeah, a Hi, party.
12: how are you? Well,
1: that's I'm alright, I'm alright. It's a joy seeing Fred every day. It really is. It's a lot of fun. He's a he's fun to hang out with
3: mm-hmm. in the office. More As fun to guys. boss around too. <laughs>
1: I don't bo- How do I boss you around? I'm joking, right. around. I'm, joking. I'm, joking. You bossy? I'm joking. You're very bossy. Am I bossy? Not at all. Not at all. But I will say this, Fred. Yeah. You ever see in Spinal Tap the Stonehenge? Yes. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> when they thought that the Stonehenge was gonna be this huge mm-hmm. thing and then it's this tiny little thing? Right. I'm setting my, uh, I'm setting this, this, uh, I need. I, I don't have a desk. I have, like, a table. So there's no drawer. He has a loft office. Fred, it doesn't matter balcony. how high or low it is. It doesn't have a desk in it. I didn't design the place for myself. I wasn't
3: it's sitting there with everyone. my
0: blueprint saying, like, and I'm going to give me this
1: whole thing, so build it the way I want it built. No. It gets... So... I say to Fred. Fred's like, "What do you need for the office?" I'm like, "I could use uh, some like portable drawers. Like a, you get them from like, like a office supply place." <laughs> yeah. So Fred's like, "All right."
7: And yeah, you're for this.
1: Yeah, and you should be. Because you flopped so hard on this. Oh. So he shows me a picture of him. I'm like, yeah, that looks good. Then I come into my office yesterday, and on my, I see uh, there's something set up on the table. That is probably this high and this wide. It's probably six inches high, six inches wide, six inches deep, as if I was keeping, uh, uh, like, uh, uh jewelry in it. Maybe. Maybe I could pro- you could probably fit like, like a dozen rings in one of the drawers. For a dollhouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for a dollhouse. And I'm like, wait. I was like, what's this doing on my desk? I'm like, wait, are these the drawers Fred ordered for me? These little dollhouse drawers?
3: I came in on my day off to build it.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, what was your day off? Friday. And what was Friday? I forgot. Was that a, uh, no. Friday? Friday was what? Why, why, why was that? Was that a national holiday Friday? Oh, okay. Why was that a why was that a day off, or was it just a day where the writers weren't uh, working? Uh, it's not a day. it was a weekday. Fred,
3: you went in. It was Tom's protest Stopped day. Stop crying, Fred.
1: <laughs> Look, and then I'm not even going to talk about the stuff. He, the march he was selling, people. What's right. Not? He sold those those hats. He was selling those hats, but he had a string attached to him. He pull them right off, like like people would buy those like those uh, those cat hats?
12: Yeah, you can't say oh, right.
1: Well, whatever. They'd walk away taking not, the word re- back, not Tom. realizing there's a string on it. Are you so afraid? And I'm not afraid. <laughs> I just <laughs> Fuck, I don't care. But this guy would sell them. These pro these marchers would walk away and then he'd pull the thing, it? 20 feet, if it goes off their head, he resells it again.
12: You're you're punking people at the women's march. That's unscrupulous.
1: And then you have you know no what, scruples. is yeah. what I'm saying. And you know what he did with that money? Mm. I don't know. I'm asking. Oh, you no, know I, I don't know money? what he did. Because I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know. <laughs> Fred, do you have something you, you want to unburden yourself yeah, with definitely. outside of
3: the? I definitely have something to unburden. The
1: drawer fiasco, <laughs> where I can keep up to three pens
3: in that one drawer you built what do you want um, to burden yourself with fred all right so um uh, i'm looking on I twitter right myself... just so
1: you know fred before you start i'm looking at twitter right now and i just see uh mm-hmm. let just see fred is my least favorite caller i just see, i'm looking there at some is. of the things here <laughs> why is this guy on again hashtag, <laughs> hashtag ugh um i'd rather hear the hot huh challenge on an endless loop than hear five seconds of fred It doesn't sound so bad <laughs>
3: I want to hear um, Avalanche Bob's thoughts on um, 9 11. All right. Uh, Go ahead.
1: Go ahead, Fred.
3: (laughs) Uh, So, I grew up in the Philippines, and uh, there were like three channels. Uh, One was run by the conservative media, one was run by the liberal media, but the third channel played American programs. So, it was very limited. It would only play three. uh, The only things I could watch on that was uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The Simpsons, and they would play a show called Rescue 911. Have you heard of that?
1: Sure, with Robert Stack as the host? Yeah,
3: the one where they would recreate 911 uh, uh, calls.
1: Yeah.
3: And they would like, yeah. So that was, like, amazing to me. That was, like, one of my favorite shows. And when I moved to America, I didn't believe that 911 was real. Like, it's like, there's no way like a, a hero would come to your house and help you. hmm so uh, I waited till my cousin, who was a troublemaker, um, was staying at our house. And, um, I, I mean, I, I visited his house because I didn't want to do it in my own house. And uh, I called 911,
1: uh-huh. and it worked. And how, when, <laughs> and how it, did like, you find out it worked?
3: I, this lady picked up, and she said, hey, uh, 911, how can I help you? Which is exactly what happened in the MTV. show.
1: And what did you say to her?
3: I immediately dropped the phone. Okay. And I, I, like, I was so scared. I was like, what did I just do? You know? And then was, I, I like so I was like, hi, hello, and then I just dropped the phone. And then 911 immediately calls back.
1: Because they think they something's keep, wrong over there. Exactly.
3: Yeah. Uh-huh. So they keep calling back. They keep calling back until um, this is the weekend and my um, my uncle picks up. Yeah. And my uncle's a hard man. He's like a major in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. And like, he picks up, he, he, he like talks to the 911, uh, dispatcher who tells her, like, I heard the voice of a child. Is something wrong? Mm-hmm. And my uncle's like freaked out. So it's going, like, he, he does everything but check, like, <laughs> uh-huh. the living room. He like goes outside. He's like running around looking for us. And then he finds me and my cousin just like playing or whatever. And he, he goes, he he grabs his head. checks, what's going on? Is everything okay? Do you guys call 911? And I completely feign ignorance. I was like, what are you talking about? I, I literally played like the provincial immigrant. Like, I don't, I don't understand what's going on. And, like, and my uncle calls, uh, talks to the dispatcher, drops the phone, and he immediately blames my cousin. And I watch my cousin get slapped around.
12: Oh, <laughs> oh, that's really oh, bad. Oh no! This
1: is. I thought at first it's like, boy, Fred doesn't understand what unburden means here because he <laughs> called nine one one and then hung up and it was yeah. Like, uh, but yeah, now you watch your cousin get get beat. Yeah, he got yeah, beat. Fred, like it's is, not like not funny. Bad.
3: Like he's like,
1: no, this is terrible. This is not
3: funny. Yeah, and like because he was like, yeah, he was like, uh, he he threw. Well, he was like, you know, it was whatever. Like. For me, so, he, he was a dry blood or something like right. that. But like, yeah. Now, but he like, yeah. Go ahead.
1: Is your cousin? uh where, Where's your cousin now?
3: Um <laughs> My cousin is a world champion hula dancer. He won twice. Mm-hmm. Uh He's an entertainer.
1: And have you talked about this incident? No, with your cousin. He does not here?
3: know this. He does not know that it was me. Well, well, that was fine.
1: I, this is the one thing I'm a little worried about, Fred. You know that there's mm-hmm. a lot of hula dancers who listen to this show,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like a lot of world-class hula dancers. It's like your target audience. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's not comedy nerds. It's hula. It's, 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 <laughs> it's world-caliber hula dancers listening. So, Fred, uh, I think you're going to have to mention it to your cousin.
3: That's not happening. Why not? <laughs> It was one of those things where, like, my that was the only t- like my cousin is like a liar and like he's like very like he just gets into trouble. That's all he does. And this is like one of the mm-hmm. like every time he messes up, he deserves it. This, I, I'm fairly sure in our childhood, this was the mm-hmm. only time he was he truly didn't deserve. <laughs> uh huh. So
1: and was, you don't yeah. see any. Thing that you could just there's nothing to just unburden yourself with this though. That not, <laughs> has nothing to do with how good or bad your cousin is. Mm-hmm. Nothing makes you just want to go just for for the general mental health. I'm going to tell my cousin what I did.
3: No, nah, dude, that's why I moved five thousand miles away.
1: So you're not unburdening. This does not sound like <laughs> an unburdening. It sounds like you wanted to call and turn your cousin getting beat into a comedy routine. So I mean that's fair if that's your idea of humor. Wow. I don't know. All right. you might I wanna, was... Fred, I might recommend you get a serious XM subscription and okay. check out ninety nine channel. <laughs> you sound like a raw dog. Fred, I think you're a raw we're dog. We're happy
12: to have you, Fred.
1: Yeah, oh. beaten children. Right? Hey, <laughs> right? Yeah, you guys hear about that toilet? No, I didn't, but I heard this. Guy's on the phone right now is going to talk about his cousin getting beat. <laughs> <laughs> then we're going to go live to the bra store. <laughs> Fred? yeah, You don't want to talk to your cousin? That's fine. Mm-hmm. I get it. Nah. <laughs> but you want to know what? What's up, man? First of all, all kidding aside, you know I love mm-hmm. you, Fred. What? That you don't say anything to that I said I'd love you <laughs> well, I didn't hear you come out what's going on I said, Fred, you know I love you. oh of course, Tom I love you too, man. okay secondly,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you're a good guy. thank you and above all, mm-hmm. you are forgiven yeah <laughs>
9: Uh-huh,
1: All right. <laughs> so, burden-wise, you, Kale. Yes. Did we talk about your burden? No, we haven't. No, we haven't. I think this... Let's hear it.
12: All right. <clears throat> In the late 90s.
1: Okay. Okay. The go, uh, the go go late
12: nineties. I, you know, I was a youngster, and I was, you know, experimenting with some bad genres of music. It happens when mm-hmm. you're young, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of them I regret, and mm-hmm. some of them I don't. But I was, I was, you know, I went. Obviously, I liked a like I went through a pop punk phase. Yeah. That led to, like, a ska phase. Sure. There was reggae. I cared for Sublime more than I care to really share with you. Mm-hmm. But uh, among uh, some of these bands that I would be, like, less than proud to admit, yeah. one of them was a band called Zebrahead.
1: Zebrahead.
12: And I don't uh, think that they ever got, uh, you know, a, like a... I think they might have had some radio play. I can't even remember how I had come across them, but I okay. had I had their record.
1: All right.
12: Okay. Is this it like was a like,
1: Florida thing?
12: It I can't even remember. They might have been from Florida, but they were like kind of pop punky, but they had some and this is a part that I'm not so proud to share, a little bit of a rap rock influence mm-hmm. also mixed sure. in. Okay. Like. So I had I had this this record, right? Mm. And, uh, this was when I was in Florida. I think know. I might,
1: let me just set the soundtrack for you. for Well, no, no, don't, don't, because oh. it,
12: I'm going to get there. I'm going right. to get there. Okay.
1: I'm not going to play Zebrahead.
12: No, don't. All I mean, right. we, we should listen to some Zebrahead afterwards. Okay. So this is what happens. Mm-hmm. So this is a few years before I moved to New York city.
5: Mm-hmm.
12: Little Florida girl comes to the big city. Oh, my God, the lights, all the people. It's very exciting. Yeah. I go to a new school. I'm meeting people of all kinds who are just like from every walk of life. Like It's like the world became in color to me suddenly. Mm-hmm. So I was about like 14 years old. Um, and uh, so in my school, in my new school that I went to uh, in Manhattan, there was this group of kids who always hung outside And they would uh, freestyle rap. And so they'd always be out there and they'd be like freestyle rapping, okay? So this is like years after I had, you know, listened to this music. So me and my friends used to hang out on the same corner and they would be there. And we'd often be listening to them, hanging out with them. We were kind of friends with them. But certainly it was a spectator sport. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so one day I'm sitting there and... One of the one of the kids is like, "Yo, you should get in on this. No, you should get in no. on this. You are always hanging out. You yeah. should freestyle with us." Yeah. So I was like, "Nah, nah, nah. Uh, I don't know how to do that." And he's please, like, "Come no. on, just try. Yeah, just try." Yeah. So I have a funny idea.
15: Yeah. In my mind. Okay.
12: And of um, zebra yeah. and I think it's it's gonna be hilarious. Oh. Because they're never they're never going to know. First yeah. of all, I don't even think any white people would know this I mean, like, I don't think, you know what I mean? But I knew that they would not know this sure. song. So they're like, come on, come over here. So they're like, you know, like throwing down the beat. Mm-hmm. And so I'm acting like I'm kind of thinking for a second. It's a slow yeah. play. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, uh, like the Eminem when he was in that thing. And he, they would be like going back and forth freestyle and he would uh-huh. kind of have to like think about it for yeah. a moment yeah. and then he would jump into it so they're like doing they're like p- p- ch- <laughs> so i like just jump into it oh, no. and i'm like I got game like Kobe, act like you know me. If you rhyme better than, kid, just show me. Fly by wrecking, never come a second. Fist in my pocket, my words are my weapons. Ghetto blast thumping, girlies are bumping. Gotta get the dope like that man, Donald Trump. And set this emotion, jaws in the ocean. If you got the rhyme, then kid, I got the potion. And they immediately were like, what?
1: Uh, so what? Uh, people thought you were...
12: So I was like laughing, and I was thinking it was really funny. Uh But the thing is, it felt very good. And they were like, "Dad, Dad, you just made that up just now." And I was like, "Yeah, it's like kind of crazy, right?" So it's like
1: the squid and the whale. But I
12: thought, "You squid
1: and the whale, these." But I thought,
12: I thought that I was eventually gonna be like, guys, I was just playing this a terrible rap rock song from the. Late no, 90s, no. don't you know, zebra head guy? But the thing was, it felt so good, Tom. Yeah, yeah. They were cheering me on.
1: Yeah. And you didn't tell them, did you?
12: I couldn't. No. Because it felt so good, Tom. And so then now, later, here's the worst thing. Oh. So that later... They would be like, oh, you, like, like, seriously, she's really good, nah. like what? And I would always be like, nah, nah, it's cool. Yeah. Now, during this time that I was pushing them off, could I have maybe taken off a skill, maybe wrote something of my own? No, nah. I wouldn't. And the worst part is, then it became stuff of legend. So then they would introduce me to other, like, they'd be like, this girl's like a freestyle rapper, she's actually really good. And I'm like, oh no, this, this lies has been going on for like <laughs> oh. three years! It was a Zebra Head song. Oh,
1: no. Well, Gail, this is truly skin crawling. It's
12: so bad. And I, it was a joke, but it was a joke that I couldn't undo.
1: But you want to know what, Gail? What? Tom? You are. <laughs> not
12: forgiven. <laughs> oh, <God>. No. <laughs> I'm not
2: gonna play that.
1: Hold on.
12: That was not Zebrahead, by the way. No, that
1: was... Where is this? Hold on. Where, where is it? Because do everything. Dude, you would have had this so tight. <laughs> not with these I guys. I Just listen to this one. I'll be right back. One second. felt great but you know what the worst durst is it (laughs) funny because he's from uh, he's from Florida right
12: I think he is actually
1: yeah where is it oh dudeio we
12: miss you dudeio
1: god knows where he is right where is he wingman Wingman, where's studio? What's that? Which one do you want, Wingman?
12: Make your pick.
1: Think about it.
12: Think hard. You know, this is
1: tough, right? It's either your nickname does not become Wingman, and you just go back to Pat, or. This is never heard on the show again. What do you think, Wingman? I'll say this. I don't play this that often. It's true. It started to fade on the show. Wingman will start off strong. I know it will and will i'd
14: like to point out that uh something got knocked over while yeah. Tom was playing that, and i was I was bucking around the bulletin board got knocked over uh, all right look I heard from a few people tonight mm-hmm. on text on twitter telling yeah. telling me how much they hate how much they also hate that sound uh-huh. really yeah right. um I don't know. I think it because it takes them back to uh, maybe high school themselves. For mm-hmm. me, it does. Uh, now, the new name, the new name, um, <laughs> this is tough because I have to be like a martyr now, right? This mm-hmm. is, I
1: have to. Sure. I have to help others. Uh, and if mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, it's Christ-like. Yeah. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> I know you didn't want to say it. I'll say it. <laughs>
12: I didn't know if you could use that word on the show.
1: Well, it's after midnight, so I. can... Oh, okay, yeah, after gotcha. Midnight. Like on Raw, like it would be like we say like wee wee, right? <laughs> <Ryan. laughs> hey, anybody see that toilet? What if anybody's gonna go? Why are we looking at wee so
13: in? many toilets?
1: It's your show. You tell me. I don't know. Every time I turn it on, so, it's just like. It's a toilet segment. Anybody hear about? Anybody see that underwear? <laughs> Yeah, raw dog coming back at you <laughs> I also feel that
14: If I say What's it going to be, boy? I I also huh? think That Death if no. I if, choose If I choose to not take the name It's going to happen anyway uh-huh. So I might as well just say Don't ever play that, so- that sound ever again I'll take the name <laughs> I'll take the name
1: Well, I'm going to say this Mike's applauding Snooze is a Pilate.
12: <laughs> Everyone gets a nickname now.
1: Pat. Yeah. AKA. I don't want to call you Pat. It's Wingman. Uh-huh. All right, Wingman. Wingman's cool, though. It's like Top Gun. It has like a yeah. Top Gun vibe to it. You're Wingman. It's like Top Gun with celery. Yeah,
12: we didn't get any celery. I miss a huh already, though. Um, I really do.
1: Martine and I almost
14: got a big bucket of chicken instead. Mm-hmm. What would it have been then?
1: Buckethead.
14: Oh, uh, <laughs> <just>, yeah. <Mike laughs> just said buckethead.
1: All right. There's still next week. Let's take a cut. Okay. Look, I don't want people. To, I'm going to say this right now, and I mean this. Mm-hmm. Any of you listening, if any of you call this guy wingman, I am not going to be happy with it. You don't do it. Yeah, don't call him Wingman. It's not his nickname. Don't do it. Don't call Pat Wingman. Whatever you do, don't call Pat Wingman. Okay? Oh, shut up, Mike. <coughs> T-shirts. This guy with his shirts. I right, can make some money. He's low rent. Go to the Patreon page. Give to that. The best show. Everybody's got one of your dumb masses shirts already. And the headshot. Take a couple more calls, then we'll wrap it up. Thanks, Pat. Pat is your name. Thank you. Thanks. Best show. Hey, it's Randall from Dallas. Randall, let's hear it. You got something for the topic? Yes, I do. An unburdening. Okay. Let me just say, though, officially, Gail. Yes. Oh,
12: thank you.
1: For ripping off zebra heads.
12: Thank you. I'm lying to a group of talented young people. Yeah.
1: I think you owe the members of Zebrahead uh royalties, first of all. I agree. Performance and, fees.
12: And I owe them an apology for mm-hmm. thinking that I was better than mm-hmm. I was and yeah. had a, a skill set mm-hmm. and allowed that rumor to spread, a positive rumor about myself.
1: Yeah. But do you want to know what the punishment for you will ultimately be? What will it be? Is that there is clean audio of you doing that (laughs) that that can be cut any which way by anyone anything can be put underneath that that now you yeah so
12: that's what it takes to be unburdened you know what I mean I was willing
1: to release it into the world do you think I wanted to tell the story about telling the kid he wasn't good at baseball it's haunted me my whole life really mean yeah maybe it weren't any good it was mean Randall what do you got
7: so about 20 years ago I lived in Seattle and uh, this thing I did part time I did merch and some other stuff for this band called Zeke and uh, Zeke had a uh, famous Seattle musician that was a fan of him this guy named Eddie Vetter. I, I believe you've heard of him
1: sure I have mm
7: so uh so, so so Pearl Jam had you know done I don't I don't remember what album it was that they had you know toured the world for. They're coming back to Seattle, it's the homecoming show and they choose Zeke to open. And it's like it's a football stadium, there's like fifty thousand people at the show. Um so after the show, we all end up in Pro Jam's dressing room and we're just we're all hanging out and everything. And so this is the only time I've ever seen Pearl Jam live and you know, I get that everybody dogs on them and everything, but they were really, really good live, or at least that night they were. So, as we're leaving, I go up to Eddie Vedder and I just said, you know, I've never been a fan of your band. Um, I like some of the songs, you know, they come on the radio, I'll listen to them, some of them, I immediately flip the station. Yeah. Uh, but I just, I just want you to know that your records are not doing justice to your live show. And uh, so I'm not saying I'm going to go out and buy your records, but if you ever put a live record oh, out, I'll pick it yikes. up.
1: Yeah. And then to punish you, they put out every show became a live record. They put out 200 yes. of them. Yes. Did you go up to them and say uh that you'd buy every live album? Because I think you're going to have to go buy every one of those Pearl Jam CDs. Yes, have I, 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 I have not show. seen him since then,
7: so I, I I have been unable to verify if I actually put that, but that the seed of that whole hundreds and hundreds of you know like every show being released as a live album. Yeah, but, well,
1: but so you felt in you my
7: know, heart, I feel like I am responsible.
1: You felt you felt you felt what by saying that to to him. You felt what?
7: I, I felt that you know it was kind of like. I was kind of giving him some crap about his band, but then also trying to, you know, say, you know, give him a compliment, too. You know, like I said, I thought that they were really good lives. They were a lot better live than they sound on their records.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he don't need to hear that backstage at his own show that he sold out. <laughs> I did, I went to a show. A friend of mine had sold out a huge show career triumph thing doing stand-up and we go backstage and there's this one person brings another person with them who's in a band and that person starts saying stuff like saying well you know it wasn't that funny or like trying to bust chops and it's like he just sold out this huge show what do you do, te- you don't know him why are you teasing him oh so right. mad, I'm not naming names people know the person people know the band also Not a good scene. So, Randall, you blew it. You said to Eddie Vedder, your records aren't very good. But you know what? You were telling the truth because they're not. That's not a very good band. But you are forgiven. Thank you, Tom. There it is. All right. Thanks, buddy. Final calls here on The Best Show. No more new calls, Mike. You hear that? Mike, what did I just say? No more new calls. That's right. You heard correct. Best Show.
15: Hey, Tom. This is Lee. I'm calling uh, from Trujillo, Honduras. Lee? Yes.
1: You're in Honduras.
15: Yes, I am.
1: See, this is the kind of call we get here. I get a Honduras call. Like on Raw Dog, I know it's a fair amount of uh, night, watchmen and
12: <laughs> night watchmen and
1: truckers, right?
12: You get Canadians,
1: right. you know. Like a fair amount cool. of like, people who are just like driving forklifts or like yeah. s- they're watching. Tom
12: Sharpling going on record is disrespecting those who... No, I'm not. Drive for Cliff. You I'm heard not. it here first, ladies and
1: gentlemen, well, on his first, own show. <laughs> first of all, <laughs>
12: I'm reporting live from Tom's show.
1: You didn't, first, I didn't know you were a reporter.
12: Uh-huh. I didn't oh, know you were, knew that I wrote
1: for I, the Huffington did Post, know who didn't you? A reporter uh-huh. for, and generally you have to Go on. rub your. Oh, you're writing the things down. Okay, well, that seems very reporterish. The way you're fake scribbling on that Post-it note. <laughs> It's not the first time I've done that," You said. "It's an exclusive. It's not an exclusive. There's about 80 examples of it over. <laughs> Anybody can go to the archives and hear multiple things of me putting down. Why do you forklift hate forklift drivers? Why
12: do you hate forklifts so much?
1: I just it's just the, they scare me with that up down motion. Mm. I don't think they have control over the thing.
12: The working man. That's what you're saying.
1: Well, look, I'm no different than this working man. I am. I am that I'm Joe Lunchpell. I don't come from the fancy stock you come from
13: <laughs> Carney people. you mean <laughs>
1: that's what you call it Carney people, right? <laughs> I come from low stock, but I'm doing it. I'm doing whatever I can to pull me and my gene pool out of the gutter gal. Well, I didn't damn. start off high. I'm not going down, I'm going up. Yeah. And look, you come from radio royalty <laughs> two years in and you're already you know to pull your head away when you do the huh challenge. Pro. That's that's hardwired. <laughs> that was hardwired. <laughs> you could have been foreign, you would have pulled your head away. I think I was. Yeah, <laughs> I you would have pulled your out. head away. So Lee, what's going on in Honduras tonight?
15: Um, I'm looking at a restaurant right now. I've only been here for ten days. And uh on the beach. It's very nice. It's a breeze. All right. And uh um, do yes. you have to do you have something
1: yes. you want to unburden yourself of?
15: I do. Okay. So last um I guess it was I guess it's about a year ago now, I was at the high tone in Memphis. And uh The high tone in Memphis. High season. That's right. Uh, I see Ty Siegel in the emotional muggers. Yes,
1: Ty and, Siegel. Uh, friend of I the best he's show, to, Ty Siegel.
15: You've been to that, uh, thing before, so you know that the musicians walk around before the show.
1: Mm hmm.
15: They're kind of amongst the crowd. Yeah. And, uh, so I, I had, uh, talked to him before briefly. He's like, mm-hmm. he's one of my favorite musicians. Sure. And, uh, I told my said "Oh, you've inspired me to make music," and I gave him a, a card that I had of my, of my that I made for my band. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you so much! You're really nice buddy. And uh, so I was at the bar, and I was, I was like, uh, just standing at the bar, just, you know. And he walked up right next to me, and I was like, "Oh man, it's nice to go right there." And then I was just standing there, you know. He was just standing there, not me, whatever. And what did he say, did you say you? to him? And uh, he's kind of like, oh, I need to say something. Like, he's not saying anything. And he ordered a PBR. And so I get the idea to, okay, I'm going to bond with him over PBR. And ask him how much a PBR is. And so I ask him, how much is PBR? He's like, real cool, trying to be really cool. And he just looks at me really slow. Like, he turned his head very slowly, and just, like, who's this guy? Why is he asking me? Like, and he just says, I don't know. That's it. And I was like, oh, that's, that's all that's, going, that's all going to be said here. I just, nothing. And then I realized that he's, obviously, he's not even paying for the beer. He may not actually even know how much it is, you know? Because
7: mm-hmm, he's working. He's
1: like, yeah. So, wait, wait, so you're that haunted by that? Kind of, yeah. Hey, look. Lee, I'm not even going to forgive you on this one. This one don't <laughs> exist.
12: This doesn't keep This him one him doesn't on exist.
1: You said something dumb uh, offhand like that. That's okay. It's not hurtful. It was just clunky.
12: You didn't live yeah. a lie in high school. Yeah, exactly. Or tell mm-hmm. a kid he was bad at baseball.
1: Yeah. Lee, you're off the hook. I'm not even forgiving you because you're not guilty of anything. Go forth. Final call, best show. Howdy. Oh, you almost uh, got hung up on. You don't know how close. I'm costs. sorry. I'm sorry. a one-word wonder. It's what oh, we call boy. it. One word, you get hung up. Okay. Go ahead. What do you want?
10: Uh, actually, really quickly, the only two CDs I remember my mom not letting me buy were Nine Inch Nails and Zebrahead.
12: What was her beef with Zebrahead?
10: Uh, there was a lady in, the bi- in a bikini on the cover.
12: Ah, uh, Bikini Lady.
10: Yeah.
7: Mom's least animal?
12: favorite. <laughs> Simple.
1: Are you doing, is, this, is this Raw Dog now? Bikini Lady? Is bikini Lady. It? You see that Bikini Lady? <laughs> <The> toilet. <laughs>
12: bikini Underwear. Lady. It's on the toilet again.
1: <laughs> so, okay. what, what's your deal, Chief?
7: Um, So, I work at a company that places music in commercials... Mm.
9: Um. And about a year and a half ago, uh, we got an assignment for an ad, and no.
1: I no. wrote a song for it. This better not be what I think it is. First of all, I'm going to say this, um, if you're lying to me. First of all, just tell me right now, does this have to do with me? Yes. It's, first of all, it's, I'm going to go first before that. Are you lying? Just be honest. I don't care if you're lying. If it's a comedy routine, I don't care. Is this a comedy routine?
7: Uh, I mean, it's a lie. I don't know if it's a comedy routine. So
1: you're going to pretend that you wrote the Google thing? Yes. Goodbye. Okay, that's why I need you. (laughs) You're gone. What a dimwit! Shouldn't have spilled the beans like that, Miguel Bennington. You're part of the four timers club. I love it. I wanna say this. It is so much fun when you're here.
12: Oh, I have so much fun when I'm here. I hope
1: you'll come back. I will. Soon. Five timers. Join the five timers club. Please come back. It's so much fun when you're Thank
12: here. Thank you so much for having me. And
1: people can check out Satellite Sirius XM Raw Dog ninety nine. Yep. Bennington every weekday, noon Eastern. Mm-hmm time if somebody yells at me for saying it's not eastern standard time it's et not est like, oh, no, oh sorry what am i <laughs> hugo i'm running a watch right what am i hugo Good one. up in this piece thank mm-hmm. you um you like that one mike yeah, thanks mike likes what's that did i see silence yet no i have a screener of it at home didn't watch it yet i love it what's his is in it right
0: Hannah, what's your problem, Hannah?
1: He's a good actor, Adam Driver. Gail meets Girls is the name of your hit podcast. Yes. Three episodes in, it's Gail Bennington talking to different female comedians. Correct. It's going to keep happening every Two times a month.
12: Yes, for now. And then perhaps maybe weekly. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see where it's going.
1: And people can check that out either over at iTunes or places you get your podcast over at or at the Intero Bank. Correct. And you wrote an article on comedy, women in comedy in the Age of Trump on Huffington Post. People can search that and find that.
12: Yes. Thank you so much, Tom.
1: It is always a pleasure when you're here. Thank you for coming down. And remember.
6: Oh, my pen broke.
1: (laughs) Bothers me now. It's my favorite pens. They're made out of old uh, water bottles. Drive me nuts. I just want to say to everybody. You know. He's doing everything he can. I
9: I don't know if Wingman's slowing him down.
1: I think Wingman might be slowing him down. You're not slowing down Martina, are you, Wingman? They're eating a lot of wings back there. I think they ordered more. (laughs) I just want to say. Everybody. We're all doing what we can. It's hard to try to find happiness. So why you can't let the past the things you did in the past hold you back? Don't let the past hold you back. It's hard enough just being in the present and, and keep, keeping your head above water every day. If you got something that you're burdened by Think about it. How big is it really? Was it a dumb thing that you've let build and build and mutate into something that's actually informing the way you think and the the decisions you make? It could be. People don't realize how the things that shape their everyday decisions started so small, just a mere seed growing into an evil oak Slowing them down. So what you do, you go and you look in the mirror and you say to yourself, I'm alright. I'm alright. I'm a good person. I know maybe I said something stupid. Maybe I put my foot in my mouth. But you know what? I'm human. Just like everybody else. I made a mistake. And I am going to move on from it. And I'm going to put my money where my mouth is, figuratively. And I'm going to add to the world rather than subtract from the world. The world is already a bad place. And you don't want to be somebody who's just a negative force or a neutral force. We need positive forces in the world. And this is the time for you to clean that slate, figure out who you are, and become the best version of yourself. And go forward doing the right thing in 2017 and beyond. We need good people. More, the more good people, the, not the merrier. We need as many good people as we can because there's true evil out there. So be a truly good force for good things. Don't let the small things grow into big things that hold you back. It is time for you, the best show listener, to say, I am okay. I'm a good person. I am... forgiven the best show is done we will be back next week thanks for listening good night see you in seven days